Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Cinematic Universe, Kyle and myself. Kyle, are you there? 
Kyle is not there. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him here uh, during break where we're going to talk some Avengers. We're going to talk some CinemaCon as well, which is kind of like the, the trade show for uh, from movie studios to uh, movie theaters, essentially. You know, try to sell their product, why you should have their giant uh, life-size uh, billboard cutouts that you see at the movie theater, posters, uh, you know, gimmicks, what have you. So it's kind of a uh, nice aspect and a preview of what's coming up, not only for this summer and fall, but also for the uh, the next year as well. We'll discuss that. Also, a lot of big news coming out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, kind of detailing the future, or should I say, being very low-key. I'm sure the Mad Titan would be happy about that. Also, we'll talk some uh, some Watchmen news, that which will be adapted, or maybe, you know, apparently not by Damon Lindelof, uh, might not be adapted uh, for HBO here. Uh, also, a few more adaptations and a big sequel uh, to the uh, to the Sony studio here uh, being announced for 2019. We'll get in, into that as well. Box office beat town. Uh, when we get Kyle back onto the line, uh, we'll have a joint review of Super Troopers 2. Um, also, we'll talk some Atlanta some musical mischief and whatnot, but first things for also, we got a huge uh, contest uh, going over on the pop cultures and strong style media, Facebook pages. Uh, so definitely check out the, uh, the post on there, give it a like, give it a share. You can win uh, a $50 a cinema gift card of your choosing. Uh, so whoever has the better $5 Tuesday slash Friday deals um, or, uh, and, and all you have to do to win this is guess, uh, you know, kind of the, the top 10 t- uh, domestic grossing films of the summer, pretty much, of course, mm. starting with this week of, with the Avengers, leading all the way up until the numbers uh, that are usually released in mid-September. Kyle, the half-titan, how are you, sir? Good. Um, can you hear me now? I can. I was I confused. Was, uh, I heard, like, a lady... And then I was like, Elijah's, I was like, I was so random. Elijah, you could come on anytime, sir. Uh, but <laughs> That's my bad. Uh, I, I unmuted him, and I didn't know he was going to get a whooping. I totally apologize about that. I didn't mean to give Elijah a whooping. A and Jaden Smith was, was yelling, man. He was too loud. I tried to turn him down, and blog talk, man, makes me want to punch something already. It's already not to a good start. But this show is still tight. <laughs> By the way, are you ready for your introduction? Because I got that queued up and ready to go for you. Of course, that is the half Titan, half pints himself, Kyle Adams. And of course, it is I, Alex Mello. From the D to the O to the double R-O, he's a dude in a mask in the barrio. With his horse and his mask and his big old sword, so cut your butt from a 52 board. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your oh, butt! Oh my god! With a fifty-two my... what? With That's true. Fifty-two Ford. Oh, love, love that Simpsons gag, of course, uh, from the uh, the the Blade of Zorro with the Zorro pre Hamilton, if you will. I mean, maybe Manuel Lynch, Miranda kind of got that that swag from that classic Simpsons bit. Hell, it's classic to the me and the boys from PF. Uh, also, speaking of The Simpsons, a little controversy. Of course, uh, a, a comedian um, and, and W. Kamal a Bell contributor, which I've actually seen uh, W. Kamal Bell and, um, and, and, and this gentleman here. Uh, I'm pulling up his name. I feel like a jerk. Uh, Hari Kandabalabu 
uh, came out with a documentary last year called The Problem with Apu, essentially, you know, saying, you know, it's his nemesis, you know, kind of growing up, that was the standard, that was the, the bullying tactic, if you will, you know, pretty much being called Apu and thinking, you know, that's, you know, your role model is a cartoon convenience clerk who sells hot dogs that are age 10 years, you know, old. Uh, the, the the Simpsons, you know, of course, kind of uh, talked about that issue a few episodes back, uh, which I thought was crafted very well, um, mm. you know, a few episodes back. But, of course, the audience uh, not having it, uh, you know, basically kind of saying, you know, the time it was created, it was looked on at a different light, you know, more of in a positive light. And Apu Nasapetalan, um, you know, essentially, he, he's a man of many facets, not only a convenience store clerk. So they have, you know, done multiple <laughs> different storylines with that character. Uh, but Hank Azaria, uh, I believe, on the Colbert Shore show the other night uh, when he was uh, promoting the uh, second season of Brockmire, Kyle. Mm, that's Ryan. Did show. you finish that first season? I thought, I thought you were trying to get into that. I, I did want to get into it, but I didn't... Uh... That's that's all Ryan's show. He can he can tell you more about it. But um, he uh, pretty much uh, saying he would be uh, he'd be willing to retire the character if need be. So you know, kind of a different facet. So do you think that's something the Simpsons should do in 2018? Even though back in 1990, uh, 89, I, I believe he was in the first season. Oh yeah, the Krusty episode. But um, you know, kind of a different era, obviously almost 30 years. Do you think it is time to retire that character? Uh, Pooh? No, not really. Um, I believe he's just as a staple as any other. I mean, obviously he's not as important as the, as the five, but um, I feel like he's still someone who should be, well, you can't have quickie Mart without, without a Pooh. And he has a backstory. He has like what? Yeah. 16 kids, a baby mama um, who are all in the show still. And, um, obviously the, the store is still open, you know what I mean? So like if they can have snake in the, in the damn, uh, show, why can't they just keep a pool? Yeah. Snake is my least Um, favorite character. Although he's funny. He's my least favorite character. They actually had a episode, I believe a few years back, uh, where the nephew kind of took over the quickie Martin was trying to modernize it. You know, he was saying your old ways, you know, are, are just old adapt. Or get with the uh, get with the times there, which I thought was a a pretty good um, episode there. But you know, it's it's obviously up to debate. But I'm I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, the the producers say, "Oh God, HQ's about to start." Or did I miss it already? Oh. Do you, do you play HQ, Kyle? I did not. With that awesome app, uh, it's pretty much an app where you, uh, two times a day you have to answer a series of twelve questions, and you have a chance to win five thousand dollars there. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, and essentially you answer questions and how many winners there are, you split that $5,000 pot. So you could win like 46 cents or you could win like $72. I think 76 <laughs> is the highest I've seen and 49 cents was the, the least amount. And on Sunday nights, you could win uh, $25,000. It is a crazy game. I play it uh, as much as I can, even though I totally... Totally spaced on it right now. Uh, but uh, again, we got a jam-packed show. Kyle, how, how's your week been uh, in life, in pop culture, and such? I plead the fifth, man. Someone wrong, and I get lose my extra life. Why do you plead the fifth? 
Because uh, this ain't that type of show. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it, uh, it was cool, man. I Like, all I do is work. Um, and that's pretty much it. I didn't do nothing Friday. Although, like, we had a super guide for it. I, I absolutely did. I absolutely did nothing for it. Saturday and Sunday, I don't think I did anything. Yeah, that was either. a sad and story. Had, and I had a weekend off. Man, and you had nothing. <laughs> absolutely, man. Like, I was vegging and everything, to use terms. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> man, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, sorry. That's... Oof. All in all, though, man, like, I know, like, it's a, it's a downer, but, like, it's it's still it's still cool. Like, I'm here. And I got to see Super Troopers too. Not this weekend, but I saw it just before the show. Did you now? So very. Yeah. Awesome. Sometimes, sometimes I know. Thanks to Keith Murder and the crew out there holding it down. P O P. No. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah. My my weekend was was shit, but uh, I, I'm still optimistic on everything, and yeah. So. I look forward to Wednesday. Awesome, awesome. Optimism is key, even though I am a oof. The least optimistic person around, but I'm optimistic yeah, right. uh, for this awesome contest that uh, the pop cultures and strong style media will be holding. Again, we'll get a little a little bit more detail um, in the second uh, part of the show here. But we're gonna pay yeah. the bills. We're gonna tell you about an awesome, awesome, innovative uh, invention. Does that work? Uh, for you know all you deer hunters out there, FML Solutions has has it easy as pie. Uh, not only to set up the takedown, but also to carry your trophy back to your car. And take a listen yeah. to myself for a couple more minutes. Pay, uh, a lot of our other sponsors. And Kyle, kick it. Hi, Elijah. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassemble with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Everything is evil. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network.
Okay. I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing A Count Radio. Do you like hard hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing A Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Crazy, somber-ass music could only mean one thing. Our childhood heroes are going to come crumbling down. Welcome back to mm-hmm. the Pop Culture Set, of course, being uh, one of the scores on the on the Avengers Infinity War uh, soundtrack there. Uh, what's crazy is um, 10 years, man. They've, they've released, this will be their, I believe, 19th movie in 10 years. Uh, first off, that's bonkers. Uh, second off, you know, in order for 
you know, it, it kind of got the jump on the DC movie universe, obviously way outperforming anything those Jokers can do besides Wonder Woman. Uh, that is uh, something DC has done is etched out a, a strong, powerful, uh, brilliant, uh, you know, female character um, role model, definitely for, for anyone um, in, in that universe there. So, I mean, that, that's one thing they definitely have going for them where Marvel kind of tinkers on, on their uh, kind of cookie cutter uh, heroes in, in that aspect, which I think be a little bit stronger. Um, Kyle, your, your thoughts, you know, kind of comparable to, to the Wonder Woman, to the, uh, you know, the, the Wasp. Granted, we've only seen a little bit of her, but of course, Black Widow and Scarlet yep. Witch. Yep. Um, what was your, what was your question? Cause I, <laughs> I tried so, to like, go ahead. No, like, like the comparisons, like why that's something that's Marvel so, had a weakness in besides the oh, villain problem, but the portrayal okay. of, of women, you know, female, you know, superheroes, if you will, of course, Captain Marvel won't be coming out until next year, but you know, mm-hmm. they've had a jump start before Wonder Woman. Why can't they, you know, get that part down? Do you think? Oh, uh, Wonder Woman. I thought they casted that really well. From my understanding, the comparison, if we're talking about like looks to <clears throat> drawings, I feel no, like no, no. I'm saying, why can't they have a strong, you know, oh, embodied, you know, female superhero? Where Wonder Woman knocked it out of the park. And um, no, I, I think Black Widow is one of the most vanilla characters <laughs> ever. It is, I, it's, it's so boring. I don't want a movie. You know, The Wasp, it's to be seen, you know, this, this July. Yeah, Scarlet Witch, man. yawn. I, I thought Black Widow was okay. I did laugh at her fight scenes because it was like Hurricanrana pose, kick to the <laughs> face you. pose. I was about to yell, Hurricanrana. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every move she would pose, like kind of like Hit Girl, like, but, but, but less fluent. I feel like Hit Girl's pose to to hit ratios were were kind of fluent, but Black Widow's was just like, hmm, okay. But I I feel like Black Widow was a side character and Wonder Woman's the main event, so it's kind of tough to compare the two when they're when they're in different roles. I feel like if they were to do another one, we're not talking about Catwoman because well, a that's a different uh uh comic book series or a uh, company, but like, when was the last time you saw a female superhero have the spotlight outside of Wonder Woman? Whew. I'm going to say April O'Neil, but she was just a reporter, which in some cases <laughs> can't be superheroes. She did no. break the Foot Clan open. She busted them wide open. So She snitched. She super snitched. Oh, yes, Rope she did. Osaki. <laughs> Got marked by, uh, not Uncle Phil, James Earl Jones. I was going to say Uncle Phil. No, that was uh, no, that was Uncle Phil. Wasn't Uncle Phil? That was Shredder. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Yeah, rest in peace. I was thinking it was Jay James Earl Jones, but he did Darth Vader, correct? Yep, he was Vader, Mufasa, okay. Bleeding Gums, yes. Murphy, the yes. voice of and, CNN. Uh... <laughs> was he? Oh God, that's horrible. Yeah, I didn't know that. This is CNN. That was James Earl Jones, but way better. Right. I, that's really depressing, but um, nonetheless. Why that I guy? Feel like, that guy got paid millions just for that sounder for like eight oh, seconds. I mean, good for him, but it CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my uh, but but that was the point I was trying to make is like Wonder Woman has had its own standalone film, so not saying like it was forced, but I'm saying like it was meant to make her look good, and so that's what we got. They they just did a good job at it. Um, maybe with Wasp coming, you can get a better better uh thing of it, but I don't know. I mean, did you like Jessica Jones? That's a ah, uh, true, true. Um. I, I, I still have yet to check out the Netflix uh, Marvel Universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Just because I hear okay. so so more negative than, than positive. And I'm like, wow, I have 100 hours to complete on, on the, what, five series that they have? Or seasons Damn of few. everything combined? Yeah. So, I, I couldn't get behind Iron Fist, although Ryan said that was his jam. And Defenders, I couldn't finish. I maybe haven't even seen one episode, to be honest. I was just like, meh. But, uh, yeah. Do you with, think with they female, messed up by not please. doing a, a solo Black Widow film? I mean, the rumors are, well, not rumors, but apparently no. they are going to cr- finally do one. Uh, but it's going to be set in the 90s, so it's going to be kind of uh, pre-Iron Man 2, if you will, since that was her first appearance uh, all the way back in uh, 2010. No, I don't want to see it, to be honest. And that's just because of how they played her these last few movies. Like, it's not going to be mm-hmm. believable, you know? Um, that's like Loki actually doing his thing and taking over. Um, mm-hmm. When it's, you just got your ass whooped, like, three films straight. And, like, <laughs> so it's like they 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 written this character so poorly that I don't want to see a standalone film. I, I agree, and that's why, you know, I don't know how, how much business that will be. I think what's, what sucks is when I saw the trailer for Red Sparrow, I remember saying, oh, that's what the, uh, the Black Widow movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Like how she was this and then was turned into a trained, you know, assassin. You know, I'm like, oh, that, that's the Black Widow movie. That's how it should totally have been, an arty type of, of action film. But mm-hmm. I digress. Um but, of course, this being, you know, 10 years, Kyle. I mean, Iron Man. Did, did you check that one out in the theaters when it came out uh, back oh, in yeah. 2008? Almost 10 years I to saw, the date? Yeah, I saw Iron Man 1 probably. Well, I worked in the movie theater at the time, so that didn't help none. But I probably saw it in theaters like six to eight times. Wow. It was right up there with Dark Knight. I think I've seen those two movies in theaters like the most. Yeah, that first Iron Man still I, I, I hold as a cla I mean, classic not only for, you know, the, the story that John Favreau um and, and the screenwriters kind of uh produced there, but, but for Marvel, uh, you know, to, to essentially take a gamble not only on director John Favreau, but for uh Favreau trying to get Robert Downey Jr. when, you know, of course Tom Cruise was always uh, everybody's dream uh, Tony Stark, but I mean Robert Downey Jr. was pretty much a real life Tony Stark with uh, especially exactly. with his addiction uh, problems there, and and I thought that was a perfect fit. And of course Robert Downey Jr. just coming off of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, that that fantastic uh, Shane Black caper um, with uh, Val Kilmer, a fantastic movie. Please check it out. I'm sure it's streaming on one of the kajillion sites out there. Uh, but that was kind of the the, the role that. Not only got him back into the good graces of Hollywood and the uh, Ameri- or the the public, um, but also you know caught the ire of, of the producers and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, but then you know 
Incredible Hulk came out. Iron Man 2, which I, I severely dislike. Uh, the, the first half of the movie is great. And then it just goes off the balls, like off the walls bonkers, where it just makes no sense whatsoever. Again, a villain problems, definitely a key. But I think, you know, they definitely, with Whiplash and Mickey Rourke, which I thought was spectacular casting, um, as they say in wrestling, then the bell rang and he acted and you're like, oh, it's not the wrestler. I laughed, even though it was, it was a really sad part, but like when his dad died and then they like zoomed out for some reason, he threw his hands in the air and went, Duh! and then like for some reason they added a reverb to it. <laughs> like for what reason? Like I, it's sad his dad died, but what? Like, what was the dramatics? <laughs> and so, like, I laughed really hard at that part when I probably shouldn't have. I apologize, Mickey Rourke, because um, that was probably uh, a real serious scene for you. So I apologize. Remember that guy was at WrestleMania 25? Ick. You remember he for was what? supposed to wrestle Chris Jericho because the wrestler <laughs> came out? And then, right. like, they were like, nope, you can't wrestle. And then it was, like, Jericho versus, like, four dudes. It was, like, Ricky Steamboat, which brought him back into the limelight, into that newer generation, which was awesome. Uh, God, who else was it? Was, I, I want to say Flair. And uh, let's just say uh, Rowdy Piper. Sergeant Slaughter. We'll just say Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. He's always, it was he's always in the legend thing. <laughs> Jim Duggan comes out of nowhere. Like, why is he still relevant? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it was Rowdy Piper. Yeah, so I, I was close. I just don't want to embarrass myself, even though I just said Bastion Booger. Uh, but, of course, Mickey <laughs> Rourke knocking Jericho out uh, nine years ago. That's That's his bonkers to the wall. Really? I, uh, but I feel like the movie's not that old. I know. I, I had such a great experience seeing The Wrestler. Uh, Uptown, opening night, they were playing 80s hair metal uh, kind of before the movie started on the loudspeakers, and the, it, it was such a, a fascinating experience. Love the Uptown Theater out in Minneapolis there. Um, yeah. But, you know, as, as we talked, when, when Black Panther kind of came out, you know, kind of, you know, what our, you know, top, you know, Marvel movies are, you know, of course, it's been a, a few months after <laughs> our trip uh, to Wakanda. <laughs> Name Blade twice on that list, by the way. <laughs> Blade. Even though in the script, the text message, the emails, I was specifically like only Disney Marvel movies. Uh, like I want to say Blade, Blade Three. Oh, I, na- I named Iron Man Two twice. That's what it was, and then Blade was my number one. And I'm like, well, that's off the list. How cool would it be if he was in Infinity Wars, though? Like that'd be tight. That'd be tight. It'd be like Ready Wesley Player One style. He's in the background. Yeah, I mean, do you think they'll have to CGI him though? I mean, he could come back as Blade, right? Or would he have to be like CGI? I, if Wesley you don't go Snakes. him, maybe you go Michael Jai White. But I mean, but that I think that's just too obvious. Uh, who do yeah. you think should step in into the uh, carry the uh, the katanas of Blade? Uh, probably Chad Chadwick Boseman. To be honest, like he's he's hot. He's Double new. Duty. I see. Uh, he's not, Elijah, he's you're calling in Panther. again. I don't know if I should unmute you or not. Probably not. He's probably listening. So you, so you, you're choosing a guy who's Black Panther already to become Black. Yeah. Hell, who uh, who else? Ryan Reynolds did two superheroes, and yeah. um, uh. Cable? No, not Cable. Um, 
Yeah, he's doing Thanos, yeah. isn't he? So, yeah. like, why not have Travis Bozeman? He was Human Torch, and now Captain America. Yeah, even though that was, like, an unwritten rule that you can't break. And now, like, it's kind of like Chris Jericho, man. He showed up on both promotions, uh, and they're rivals. And he was like, so, I'm here. <laughs> so, like, why not have Chadwick Boseman play Blade? Um, otherwise, good God, who, Michael B. Jordan? No. <laughs> he, was, he, he was Human Torch, so why not in that, that horrible reboot? He was Human Torch. Why not throw him in as, as Blade? If you want to unmute, I believe we have uh, Randall Randall McNeil, who uh, who enjoys – who did you say on Monday? I, lo- I, lo- I love the impacts. I love the impact wrestling. <laughs> I love the impact. My favorite wrestler is – my favorite wrestler is the Bobby Lashleys. But I also Bobby really Lashley, like the Sammy – I also really like the Sammy Callahans. No. Sammy Callahans is really good, Man, too. Man, bats to faces. Yes. <laughs> Ice socket is, is getting I, I, destroyed I like out Buffalo. here. I, I like Buffalo, <laughs> the wrestler Buffalo. He's really good. The wrestler Buffalo. <laughs> His name Buffalo. Who's that? Who's that dude that beat Abyss in the Monsters Ball? And he looks like a uh, a Kamala 2.0. Was it Abyss? <laughs> oh, <that guy laughs> he defeats himself. <laughs> Buffalo is Moose, by the way. Is it? Oh my God! That's really his name. No, I made that up because oh. my character Randall, like, my character Randall, like, messes things up. He, like, calls, like, you know, like, Buffalo Moose, similar but not correctly. He, like, he puts S's on, on the ends of stuff. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't even put it past TNA if they was like, our newest signee, Buffalo, and he comes out, Moose. No, like, that's no, it. Can't do that. No, that's if Vince got a hold of him. He would he would just change his name from Moose to Buffalo. They won't know the difference. <laughs> Buffalo Cruise. <laughs> Buffalo Cruise. So did you? You guys are. You know who I would make Blade? I would hmm. I would call up Michael Jai White. Yeah, See, but yes. like I want him but to reboot Bond. I think that would be dope. But I. I, I just think it might be obvious. Who else? Who's a nice, fresh up and comer that we, that we could see? It just oh, long as it's not sticky fingers. And straight out of Compton. That's a hard one. That's like yeah. That's a hard one to pick for like an up and comer to pick Blade. I don't. I can't think of any like gritty guys who are like martial arts experts to play Blade like at this present time, unless you go back to someone like. Wesley Snipes or Michael Michael Jai White. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And I guess but he's got to be a little grizzled. Marlon Wayans. I would just say, oh God, you might as well just put Sticky oh. Fingers back on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I, I was gonna say Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's playing Cable and Thanos. Yep. 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 And so it's like. And he also at, played Jonah Hex. Oh, yuck. That, that didn't exist. I forgot about that. Ugh. <laughs> also, LeBron James breaking news that has uh, just passed Jerry West second all time, most 40 point games in NBA playoff history. Jeez. Did you guys talk about Venom Whoa. yet? 
No, no, that, that that's that's coming up, that horrific trailer. What do you think on the Avengers? So now what I'm going to get into next is, of course, 10 years, which means contracts are up. Actors have fulfilled their, their contractual obligations over under four characters that we know and love over the last 18 films uh, that die in Avengers Infinity War. We'll start with you, Elijah. And who would they be? I'm going to say, I'm only saying uh, two are going to die. I'm going Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, obviously, and Captain America, Chris Evans. Those okay. make the most, those make the most sense for me plot wise. And Chris yeah. Evans has come out and said that he's like done anyways. Like after, isn't he, or no, never mind. It doesn't make sense. Cause he's not done till, till after the next Avengers movie. So I'm Could actually going to could be flashbacks. Maybe. But I guess I'm going to change from two to one. I'm going to go one. I'm just going to go Robert Downey Jr. is going Robert to Downey Jr. die just because of storyline. He said Kyle? he was done anyway, too, I believe. Um, but I actually say out of eight, how many characters? I, I'd probably say more than half, to be honest. I say like a lot of them oh. die. I say, I say Thor does. I say uh, Captain America, uh, Robbie Downey Jr., or Iron Man, Jesus. And... I'm going to just say Black Panther, too. What? Yep. Whoa, that's that's the ballsiest pick of the week I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Lock it down. Uh, what, we should have a contest. If uh, Black Panther does not die, uh, what do, do we give you two uh, Shinsuke uh, Kakamoras uh, kicks to the dick what? to you? <laughs> or or, or, or uh, hand to the, or, you know, punch to the dick? What is that move that he does? You do the running knee straight to the crotch? No, he's um, hitting AJ Styles in the dick now. That's his finisher. That's his gimmick. Oh, he's that's funny. from uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back. That's he dope. So he's out here trying to He people. points at the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> <laughs> the invisible She's one. still pointing at it to this day. <laughs> like, it, the event's over. It's a month over now. Like You're working on the people. Still points. Um, All right. Yeah, no. 33 seconds left. It's tied at 95, Indiana and Cleveland, game five. So, where were you working? Like, who was that? Was that your boss? We didn't try to get you in trouble. No, it was a student of mine. Oh. Why didn't the student say anything? That's that's why why when you said, I did say I was working. I said, I'm working. I'm just listening, guys. Oh, I I know. I was like, like, hello? Hello? And I didn't she hear anything. All I heard was, like, dead air. I didn't know if it was going to the interlude of a new song. I was really confused. I'm like, is this part of the song? <laughs> then you hear he unmuted me, and I'm like, say something. But, like, my microphone wasn't working. I had to disconnect and reconnect. <laughs> Thanks, Blog Talk. Thanks a lot, Blog Talk. So, so you did you Avengers there, uh, Elijah? I have not got tickets yet because I only usually go see movies at the Leisha because I live in BFE. So we will probably go see it. I don't know if we're going to see it opening weekend just because we usually like to avoid movies when they're crazy because we hate when people yeah. talk and make noise and stuff in them. So we'll probably see it like Damn. maybe next weekend. So Okay, okay. I might go. This, I still might go this weekend, but I don't know. We'll see. Am I the only one that brings Tupperware and and Dollar Tree snacks to movie theaters? Yeah, 
Damn. Nope, that I do. I do. Do you? Alicia, Alicia brings her biggest purse to the to the movie theaters, and we be sneaking <laughs> shit in there. Alex, I paid six dollars for a large soda today. I can go to Dollar oh, Tree and cop six bottles, liters, if not two liters, or three even, for a dollar. A fago. Shasta Blade? No, but like I'm saying, like I can even go to the Cub and go to Super Chill and get six Super bottles chill. and still. You can also get money. Ice Mountain or not Ice Mountain? What is that? Uh, Mountain Thunder at, at Walmart. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I agree that that shit is expensive. I mean, but you know, where I go, I can get two large sodas and a uh, big bucket of popcorn for ten bucks. So it's it's pretty rad. Um, yeah, that's a good deal. Well, what's kind of your top three, uh, Elijah, of the uh, Marvel movies uh, over the last eighteen films uh, over the last decade here? What are your kind of uh, top three? I really like my favorites in no particular order are Doctor Strange, uh, Black hmm. Panther, and probably um, probably the first Iron Man. I would say those are probably my nice, favorites. Nice. Kyle uh, still likes I, Blade and um, of course and Superman. I, I, like I didn't Infinity know Blade War. was. I didn't know Blade was considered. I didn't know Blade was considered <laughs> a part of the MCU. No, it's, it's in my it's world. It is. <laughs> in my world, it is. Just like I got the hookup is the number one movie of all time. <laughs> you get... Blade and Blade Two are pretty tight, though. Like, if if, uh, if Blade and Blade Two are counted. A part of the MCU, they might be like two of my favorites in the MCU, but I can't get into Blade Two. But what's shitty is I really, really, in a in a uh, kind of I know it's a shit type of movie, uh, Blade Blade Trinity, just because the star power that it has, that they that you have all these actors, comedians, wrestlers in a one movie that is so fucking bonkers. That it, it it's off the wall. Wesley Snipes such an asshat to the cast. Uh, you know so many horrible uh, stories about him on set. It's such a cluster yeah. f of a film. I I enjoy Pat. You have Pat Oswald, Parker Posey, Triple H, uh, Jessica Biel, and Ryan Reynolds. Hell, Ryan Reynolds has been in three superhero movies if you count Deadpool. His two portrayals of uh, Wade Wilson, Green Lantern, yep. and oh yeah, he was in Blade. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's insane. But uh, that that one I like over two, probably just because the shoddy CGI I've never been a fan of. And then I always tell myself, but Alex, give it another shot. Guillermo del Toro directed it. Yes, the guy who just won Best Picture and Best Director at the Oscars. So maybe and I'll I watch just, it again and it'll change my mind. But all I think is Prison Break. I just thought that... Uh, Trailer, by the way, where he he's a, a mobster or a gangster or whatever, kind of cool. Which trailer? I like how he uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he knocked dude on the ground and then gave him some glasses and told him to put them on, and he takes off his mask so he can see him with the glasses on and then just shoots him. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> Not that kind of party, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Put him on the glass yeah, Put him on the glass So Kyle you think it's going to be a bloodbath In this movie huh Yeah I think so um, 
I might even say I'm gonna Spider-Man say, gets I'm murdered. I'm going to say one. Or no, I'm going to say two. Iron Man, that'll be the climax of the movie that'll transcend it into uh, next year's. And I'm going to go Vision will be the other one since he oh, has yeah. or is part of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But yes, we know why he... I should have thought well, of that. They spoiled Good it call, in the Alex. trailer, too. <laughs> they like kind of oh, show that's... where like, Vision and Thanos, I'm like, oh, this is where he murders him. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the Infinity Stone out of... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's going to be I crazy. I guess Elijah's not taking Almost the Infinity Stone. Almost as crazy. Almost as crazy as uh, what is called a CinemaCon Kyle tickets. Oh, is there a... Uh, there's no sounder for it. Oh, man. Or is it Manic Movie Minute? I guess we're going to mute Elijah here. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then uh, this. Minute. With Alex. <laughs> and just look how happy he is. <laughs> I'm going to change that up. No, oh, All that laughter is movie still great. It is great. <laughs> we should just, next time I'm in town, we should just record us laughing as the sound. <laughs> I, I want to do like, because I know like every time the blog talk radio lady comes on, like we laugh at some point because one of us always says something at the last second, which is funny. I got to do like a uh, compilation of those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like last episode where it starts with hearing you laugh and hearing us laugh uh, right before it goes to the blocks. I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, but CinemaCon is kind of like the new uh, cool place, if you will. Not only is it a held in Sin City every year uh, at Caesar's Palace, uh, but again, it's it's pretty much the largest gathering of all the movie uh, studios and the movie theater owners from all around the world, starting back in September, or, or not September, in 2011. Whoops, pretty <laughs> slip. Um, and essentially, you know, that that's where, again, the studios sell to the theaters. You know, will you carry my giant, uh, you know, cardboard standee, or will you have my movie in your theater for, you know, two months or whatnot? Uh, not only is it honoring Tom Cruise as the 2018 pioneer of the, you know, universe i guess it's called pioneer of the year uh which hey props to rhyming uh, but also gives all the big previews uh from all the uh the movie studio synopsis trailers dropping uh months sometimes years in advance uh kyle i know you were saying you were checking a little bit about uh kind of the big stories there uh what what are some uh things that kind of caught your eye um one thing is that Teen Titans Go is making a film, and I have no idea why. Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> let's see. Um, other some other tidbits here. Um, let's see, Incredibles two. They uh, I think released a trailer for that. Um, as we know, do you just see the baby um, kind of doing something, or you see like the dad's hair gets like zapped in half? 
Um, and I believe they showed a trailer for Lion King as well. Um, so those two are um, got like great buzz, tremendous buzz. Um, and then people do uh, agree with me when it comes to Teen Titans 2 and how they shouldn't make a movie on that. Why they shouldn't? Yeah, I don't think they should. Why is that? Um, well, Teen Titans Go is a adaptation of Teen Titans, so it's not the mm-hmm. actual um it's not the ones that we grew up on. It's kind of more kitty animated it ish. Okay. Um and I feel like something like that shouldn't well A be uh made to a movie, but if it is, it should be something that goes straight to D V D and not um uh you know, in, in, in theaters. I've seen some shows like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, um, Simpsons, or, you know, what I like animated things that, that did get theater releases. But to me, those were kind of worth it because um, the shows were hot. Teen Titans Go, I feel like it's mixed, but I feel like it, people gives it more thumbs down than they do actual, you know, thumbs up. Um, Why? And so with them coming. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and I feel like they they tried something with that in Japan with Powerpuff Girls. Um, they made a Japanese anime of Powerpuff Girls, and people don't like this. And I think it's just probably because of the change. Um, and, yeah, I guess campier. Um, when you try to lighten something up that's, that's sort of dark, you don't – people are not going to get behind it. That's like Samurai Jack going, like, you know – or, like, take WWE, for example, when they went PG – a lot of people turned away from it because they watered down something so um, popular, I guess. Yeah, but people get over it and adapt to the change. I mean, otherwise, you know, why leave something that you're kind of, you know, going down? And I think that's just them trying to market those heroes to to a newer generation. I myself never got into Teen Titans. I just thought they always made a Robin look like Eddie Munster. So, again, not my bag. Or they got some <laughs> green dude. Beast Boy. They look like Eddie Munster. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beast Boy is cool. Um, he, I don't know if he's in Injustice, uh, but um, he's one of my favorite characters in the show, actually. As you were saying, uh, you know, they uh, Disney kind of had their big showcase. Uh, not, you know, the the Marvel, the the Lucas Films, or what have you, but Disney themselves uh, in the live mm-hmm. action game showing footage from three of the big heavy hitters, uh, which are all coming out next year, by the way, which is bonkers. I don't know why that's my word of the night. Uh, But uh, they showed the opening sequence, uh, the circle of life, if you will, to the Lion King, uh, which again will be coming out July 19th in 2019, uh, 25 years and a month after the original there, uh, again, showcasing the beginning of the film. Um, of course, you know, early remarks have been, you know, pretty positive with that. Uh, but they mm-hmm. also surprised and show footage from Dumbo, uh, which I had no idea Danny DeVito was in it, but he was playing the ringmaster, which I think is great. Michael Keaton yep. uh, being the owner in it as well. And, of course, Aladdin, which I didn't even know they started shooting yet. But uh, Will Smith uh, as the genie um, essentially was shown uh, from the footage already, and that one will actually release in May in 2019. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, they, they have Dumbo, and um, I believe, actually, one of them was disapproved, but Mowgli's 
um, spinoff. They yeah. uh, the they got the uh, version of the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they they don't like that. Um, another one here I mentioned or uh, I seen was Mamma Mia. I don't even remember the Meryl Streep movie where she like tries to find or like three dudes come into her life and she tries to figure out which one is right for her. And yep, Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, and Skarsgård. I want to say. Skarsgård, and so they're making a sequel, and for some odd reason, um, <clears throat> people are confused as to why they won't kill her off. Um, Technically, Le- spoiler alert, I think they do, Kyle, because uh, it's a prequel uh, to the Meryl Streep character, um, so I'm assuming she's on Death's Bed or Dead or something, and it's going to be a flashback-type movie. But when that original makes over $600 million, you'll do anything to kind of get that star power back. Um, are you interested about Spike Lee's um, upcoming drama about uh, a black or black cop in Colorado infiltrating the KKK? Uh, you had me at Spike Lee, and you had me at infiltrate KKK, so yes. <laughs> black Klansman <laughs> is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came off of the She's Gotta Have It High um, Boo to finale But um, I, I'm i just a fan of Spike Lee um, I played 2K17 Which had his uh, rendition of the My Career So you got the Spike storyline While you're playing basketball um, And I just feel like there, He had some flops But I just feel like that may be due to bad marketing Or maybe bad acting but I, I feel like his mm-hmm. direction or his vision can't go no wrong and so like though this sounds like a true wild card like a black man infiltrating the KKK that's a huge wild card to me I still think it's yeah. going to be interesting and what I mean by wild what? card is like that's something to me where it's like do I really want to see this or am I like because I'm kind of like not a purist but someone who see things for what it is and be like, well, that can't happen in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so seeing how this is going to go down, I'm kind of curious. Um, I'm not too certain if I want to see... Uh, I, I, I didn't see the main actor for this, but if he's like dark and they have to like lighten his tone, mm-hmm. I don't know. So It's like, actually like, the, the star is Denzel Washington's uh, son, John David Washington, uh, the oh. footage they actually released, Kyle, and, and again, you had me at Spike Lee. The satire is the name of his game, as, along with realism. Uh, but the, the tone of this movie apparently surprised a lot of people because it's actually set up like a buddy comedy. Oh. That's the tone that's coming out, where it's actually him and Adam Driver. Uh... Uh-oh. Alex just got clotheslined. Um, when... He said buddy movie, and he, he's going to call back in and talk more about this, but um, my thing is, um, if it's a buddy thing, is would it have the same look and feel as Atlanta? Um, Atlanta can be dark um, and real, especially with when we talk about that later on here in the show, um, with uh, the Woods episode. Um, I wonder if it's anything, anything going to be like that. Uh, She's Gotta Have It wasn't, um, it was a comedy. You did have your points where you laughed, but it was real. And so, um, 
when I when I thought of this, obviously it's a very very serious tone um, with the way the you know KKK and race and everything. So it's super serious, and so I'm glad to know that Alex here um, said that it's going to be a lighter tone, and um, I wonder if it's again going to be anything like Atlanta. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it it'll you know kind of blend uh, many genres, um, you know kind of as only Spike Lee can do. Uh, but but apparently the chemistry between uh, John David Washington and Adam Driver are uh, pretty damn good as the cops who try to pull off this uh, undercover uh, stint there. So uh, Topher Grace apparently is uh, the, one of the heads of the KKK and apparently uh, kicks a lot of ass in this role. Uh, so it should be interesting. Uh, that's a, a great pick there, Kyle. Topher Grace, huh? Does that, for some reason I'm thinking, no, never mind. That seventy show is uh, is E nasty uh, on hold still? Uh, no, he actually um, decided oh, to uh, take the exit. No, he said he's gonna call back, but I was gonna transition uh, beautifully. But I'll uh, I was gonna transition into Venom since we all uh, loathe Tour for Grace for that portrayal. But I blame more Sam Raimi than anything. Uh, any other uh, kind of big. Uh, Big uh, screenings or, or trailers that kind of caught your eye? Any surprises? Um, I'm kind of interested in Halloween. Um, as we talked about uh, yes. Michael Myers yes. versus yeah, Jason. I do want to see Michael Myers versus Jason. I think that would be really, really cool. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did they bring that up? No, but I thought that would be really cool to see. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hey, okay. I'm back. Hey. <laughs> so, Elijah, if you had to put in uh, two, well, if you had to put Jason and Michael Myers in a boxing match for 12 rounds, who would win? Um, I think it would be a draw. <laughs> you would, you would have Our it as a tie. included. Uh, maybe. I think I think the match I think the match would never end. <laughs> they would just unless, punch unless, it depends. You got the bells. How about unless, a machete on a pole uh, octagon <laughs> boxing match? <laughs> Man, Who would you put over there? I'd probably say I'd probably say Jason then. Jason. <laughs> yeah. But Michael Myers did have his head cut off though, bro. True. <laughs> That's like, the only thing I, I can say. I don't know, like Jason. Jason seems more supernatural to me, whereas Michael Myers seems like almost more like a normal like person to me. True. He do have a good I, man, uh, head of hair. That that that's a that's a tough that's a tough question, but they both are like super durable. So I mean, you could see both of them just like stabbing the hell out of each other and just. It just doesn't end, and they don't See, die. I, I, they just keep like way better than Freddy versus Jason. That's for sure. Hey, if it wasn't for the humans in that movie, that movie would have been dope. Uh, I actually like Freddy so, versus Jason. I, I thought Freddy versus Jason was awesome. Yeah, it's campy as hell, and and it works. in again, you know, if it's a a forty five minute fan film, it works. That that extra forty minutes just makes it a little bit bland. Uh, as we're talking about uh, Spike Lee's latest, which involves 
a uh, Topher Grace performance uh, that is apparently supposed to be really good as a Clans member. Uh, we, we, we know the abomination that he portrayed, uh, Eddie Brock and uh, AKA Venom. Uh, now Tom Hardy is donning, or should I say the symbiote is dining or donning uh, Tom Hardy in Sony and Ruben Fleischer's uh, adaptation of Venom coming out later on this summer. Uh, of course, people were pissed about the first teaser trailer that came out back in February with the lack of Venom, uh, just more Tom Hardy, which, you know, isn't a bad thing, I guess. But uh, but this one, you, know, you see a little bit more, you see a little bit of Riz Ahmed, which I'm very excited about. No Woody Harrelson that I could see. Uh, he's supposed to be uh, kind of a... a a kind of a secret character, if you will, but uh, if you, you know, read online, of course, everyone is pointing to Carnage, but uh, but Elijah, what did you think of the uh, latest Venom trailer? I thought, I liked it. I thought it was good. The only thing with this Venom movie that is going to bother me is just, how are you going to do a Venom origin story without Spider-Man? Just like um, Black Panther made a movie without Captain America? But you, but you can't like, but, but you can't, you can't, but you, you can't, you can't do a, a Venom, a Venom origin story without Spider-Man because the symbiote was was essentially linked to Peter Spider-Man. Parker first. Yep. Yes, it was essentially linked to Spider-Man first. So there's no way in hell if Spider-Man is not an origin story that the symbiote could like resemble anything like Spider-Man because Spider-Man's not in the story. So, uh, like, that part doesn't make sense to me, but, like, the movie looks cool as a whole. I just, I don't know how they're going to, how it's going to make much sense to, like, true comic book fans. Unless somehow the symbiote was on Spider-Man before, and they just pretend Spider-Man's not in the movie, and it was on Spider-Man before, and someone else got a hold of it, and they don't, like, do the whole, like... Bell well, I mean, there's many incarnations. Eddie Brock went to space. The symbiote attached to him through that way. I forget which arc they're doing. I think they're going the the uh, the Clintar arc, possibly, uh, where it's going to be a uh, man-made type of symbiote that attaches to him this uh, this go around. From what I I thought, from what I heard, I thought they were doing the Lethal Protector storyline where yes. Venom like actually becomes. But um, I think I would have liked it. It would have made more sense to me if it was more if they did the more Flash Thompson Venom, where like there was no really like there was no like Spider-Man kind of in the picture. Like it went from Eddie Brock to Flash Thompson. But anyways, I like the trailer. I think it's probably I think the movie's gonna be entertaining. I just don't know how much sense it's gonna make to me because of Spider-Man not being in it. It's kind of hard to do a Venom movie without Spider-Man or, like, just start the whole thing up without Spider-Man to me. So, I'll go see it. I thought the trailer was cool. And I like Tom Hardy. But I just... The origin story just kind of bothers me. I I will say this. I, I, I think the Eddie Brock story will work, especially when you bring in the Life Foundation uh, aspect to this. So, again, I think that will, you know, neglect any Peter Parker that deems necessary. A few things that I have a problem with, minor, the way they, they, they say symbiote, which is symbiote, which was a little annoying. Uh, I'm happy 
that uh, that Jenny uh, uh, Jenny Slater is in the movie because she's awesome as always. Uh, but Tom Hardy, when he does an American accent, annoys the living shit out of me. Uh, he's a fantastic actor, but he just sounds like he's doing like me doing a Joe Pesci impression. It just doesn't work. It's 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 really hard to watch. So I'm very I'm not looking forward to two plus hours of him talking like he's from the east uh, the east coast there. Um, but again, Riz Ahmed looks awesome. Michelle Williams. Uh, how they bring uh, Carnage into this should be interesting. Uh, but the other thing, Venom, I thought looked really tight. I like the split personality. You know, the Venom. You know, parallel. You know. The, the second voice in his head trying to take over, I thought was pretty nice. The costume looked pretty cool, but I think as Elizabeth Banks on Twitter kind of said it right, when they showed his tongue, it looked like there was a dick in his mouth. Uh, but it could be interesting. So uh, I, I'm all there. I've been a huge Venom anti-hero fan since I was a wee lad. So, And like I said, Tom Hardy's always a good thing. So... Um, one thing I was gonna add, one thing I was gonna add to the whole like thing is, you know who would have made like the perfect Carnage? Uh, Jackie Early, whatever his name is, the guy that Jackie Earl uh, Haley. Yeah, he would have made the perfect Carnage. Like he looks just, he looks just like he would from the comics, and he could play like a psychotic character. Like I thought he would. Oh yeah, like, Rorschach. Yeah, I thought he would have been and awesome. Little as, children. Carnage. Yeah, that's uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, whenever I see him, especially when he had that great run in the mid to early uh, 2010s, or, uh, mid 2000s to early 2010s. But uh, I'm that would be a damn good uh, character choice. Woody Harrelson, though, never a bad thing. Um, no. Speaking of a bad thing, uh, Kevin Feige, uh, the head of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, is saying that they're, uh, the MCU probably won't have a presentation at Hall H this year at Comic-Con, and possibly no announcements for Phase 4 until after Avengers 4 comes out next year. Um, the crazy thing is, too, is uh, you know kind of the hype behind what the Avengers 4 title is. Uh, since, you know, he pretty much said, we're not going to tell you the title for next year's film because it could be a spoiler for Infinity War. When, you know, went off, took a life of its own. Uh, so it'll be interesting, kind of their game plan, since they always like to showcase years in advance. Do you think this is a good thing that Marvel is doing, especially, you know, with the quote-unquote superhero film movie fatigue, Kyle? Um... I imagine that type of stuff is hard to to close to the chest, but I think it's smart to keep people guessing, and and it helps build anticipation. Yeah, it should be interesting. And plus, Disney has their own Comic-Con, you know, where I'm sure they they would like to do those announcements there. Um, As well as, uh, speaking of Watchmen and Jack Errol Haley, Damon Lindelof, uh, you know, saying the Watchmen series on HBO uh, will not be a literal adaptation of Alan Moore's uh, classic masterpiece graphic novel from the 1980s, pretty much showcasing the doomsday t- uh, clock and the end of the world and a why are we here at all to begin with. Um, of course, you know, kind of tug-in-cheek with Alan Moore, hating any adaptation of any of his work. 
Um, Damon Lindelof, of course, has a, a love-hate relationship with uh, with the uh, pop culture universe, uh, with you know him being behind Lost, the Super Eight, uh, the Leftovers, you know, and so on and so on. Some of the more divisive films uh, and TV shows that come out uh, in this uh, new modern golden era of TV. Uh, do you think that's a smart move, uh, or do you think again he's just kind of being a little uh, a little uh, I don't know, dickish in that comment, if you will, just so he doesn't feel the ire of one Alan Moore. Um, I think that's pop out. Elijah, what do you think? Like to not if you're if you're an artist and you do cover songs, you try to at least match up to the best you can. And if you suck at it, you suck. But at least you tried. You know what I mean? Don't. It kind of, like, it kind of depends on the situation. Like. Okay. Maybe maybe he didn't like. Maybe he didn't like the movie adaptation of Watchmen. A lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was great, but a lot of yep. people didn't like it. Um, it kind of depends on, you know, how they do it. Like, do you think Earth, Wind, and Fire liked Taylor Swift's version of uh, September? <laughs> no, but they like that residual check they got. Maybe. <laughs> like, like if, if you're going to not do a very good job, in my eyes, I don't want you to, like, make covers or, like, reimagine my stuff. I would, yeah. like, I would want to be more a part of it, I guess. I don't know how how much a part of the movie Watchmen Alan Moore was, but, like, if well, they were going to make a show... Well, everything besides I would say it's the most literal adaptation, minus the squid aspect of it, but I would yeah. say from page to screen, it was pretty much a dead on, which I loved the film. I loved the uh, seven-hour director's cut of it, uh, especially yep. when you splice in uh, the, uh, the the book subplot, the, the pirate subplot, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you can do a lot. You can go, obviously, flashbacks to, you know, the, the Minutemen beforehand. You could even look into the future, create new storylines as well. So I'm pretty excited, um, as well as uh, the possibility of be, uh, more Han Solo films uh, coming into the uh, Star Wars universe here. Uh, Alden, Aaron Reich essentially spilling the beans, showcasing that he's uh, possibly signed up to three to four Han Solo films uh, for the Star Wars canon there. Of course, we will be uh, judge, jury, and executioner in a few weeks once that opens up. Um, obviously, with all the onset dilemmas, director changes, reshoots, what have you, uh, do you think uh, this movie's kind of dead in the water already or the fan base uh, are going to kind of gather uh, to go to a galaxy far, far and away? Kyle. No, you hate Star Wars. Elijah, Go. So, you're you're probably gonna mute me for this too. I'm not a big Star Wars person, but what I think, but just listen, I'll I'll form my opinion. I'm not like I've never been a big Star Wars person. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll just sit down and watch the movies with you sometime. But man, I think you got no matter hours, what, I got the hookup. <laughs> I think no matter what, people are gonna go see Star Wars. Even no matter how much they complain about it or how much they're like, oh, this movie's going to suck, oh, it's probably not going to be that good, they're still going to show up and watch it. I mean, that's that's proven by all the recent ones that have come out. They still go see it. So, 
I think I think people are still going to be going to a galaxy far, far away, whether they like <laughs> it or not. Uh, I agree, but hey, uh, episode eight uh, definitely do as much business as a lot of people were expecting. Um, you know, definitely had a horrible. Uh, Horrible revenue coming out of China, which is usually a big spike in that international uh, money market there. But uh, time will tell uh, if J.J. Abrams writes the ship uh, with Episode Nine. But, of course, with Han, or should I say Solo, coming out here in May. A couple of trailers coming out. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, sequel, prequel, double sequel to uh, Unbreakable and Split for Glass uh, was released. Uh, apparently it's supposed to be insanely great, especially when all three characters are on screen. Uh, so the folks over at CinemaCon got to check that out, as well as the synopsis for John Wick 3 uh, is kind oh. of uh, coming out. So uh, basically, I'll run the synopsis here really quick. Uh, John Wick is on the run for two reasons. He's being mm-hmm. hunted for a global $14 million open contract on his life and for breaking a central rule taking a life on continental hotel grounds. The victim was a member of the high table who ordered the open contract. John should have already been executed, except the continental's manager, Winston has given him a one hour grace period. So pretty much the end of the sequel there. Uh, John uses the service industry to stay alive as he fights and kills his way out of New York city. That sounds insane. Uh, of course, uh, the, the trailer has not been released since uh, I believe uh, production starting here pretty soon, but will come out next May in 2019. Uh, is this not only a, a godsend for Keanu Reeves, guys, but one of the better uh, trilogies to come out that's not a superhero? Uh, I think it's a good look. I've I've been a big fan. I laughed about it because I haven't taken Keanu Reeves seriously probably since the last Matrix. I did like. I don't the I don't know if Constantine came out after, but I kind of like Constantine. But I mean, anything I, I, else? I, I feel I, that's underrated. Yeah, I I just feel like anything that that came out outside of of Matrix and Constantine, like I haven't took them serious. Um, and so what it was actually a fan of the Lake House? Come on, I never seen it or heard of it. <laughs> And so, like, it was Cherie who, like, made me watch John Wick. I didn't even want to watch it at first. And then I became a fan. So. Down that movie's tight. Um, I am looking forward course. to the new Bill and Ted, though. Man, they've been claiming that for, like, ten years. That That's not going <laughs> to happen. They're, they ain't repping that. Uh, but what we are repping is... Uh, I'm going to try to remember this long-ass title, Kyle. We are running a contest here at Pop Culturist and Strong Style Media here uh, for the, whoop, let me pull it up here, the Pop Culturist First Annual 2018 Top Summer Movie Spectacular Box Office Challenge. Uh, pretty much goes like this. Go on Facebook, put in your search bar, The Pop Culturist, as well as Strong Style Media Give both pages a like, as well as like the post from now until Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for the cutoff to give your top 10 summer uh, box office uh, movies, essentially. Um, It will be, again, you will give your top 10. um, Essentially, number one is worth 10 points. Number two, because I think that's going to be the hardest movie to kind of uh, pinpoint, uh, is worth 25 points. 
then number three is worth nine, number four is worth eight, so on and so on. But also, uh, give what you, uh, what you think each movie will make domestically. We're going Price is Right rules here, so if you go over uh, what that movie made, unfortunately your, your answers will not count. But if you are under and the closest to that, we'll get the most points. And eventually we'll break if there is a tiebreaker for your top 10 there. Uh, for any and all information, again, like, uh, check out the pages on Facebook, The Pop Cultures, and or Strong Style Media. Uh, give us a like. Give it a share. You win a $50 movie gift card to any theater of your choice. Uh, the contest actually starts from uh, with this weekend with Avengers Infinity War, so that's why all entries must be submitted by 9 a.m. Central Standard Time here this Sunday, April 29th. Uh, so, you know, kind of have some fun with this. Share it with your friends, family, what have you. Let's get this going. Who doesn't like our free movies for a month? Because that's pretty much what 50 bucks can get you, or a hell of a lot of $5 Tuesdays. You can also... Uh, Give your top 10 in the comments section in any of the posts. Again, you have to like the pages of the Pop Culturist and Strong Style Media. Uh, you can also email me at amelo, M-E-L-O, at strongstylemedia.com with uh, your answers there. Kyle, thoughts? I'm excited for it. Um, I hope it does well, and I look forward to the answers. I, I'm kind of interested to see if there's a lot of movie buffs out there who can uh, pinpoint this with 100% accuracy. <laughs> It'll be interesting. That's why, again, number two, man, that's that's going to be the hardest. When you got Jurassic World, which is, you know, the number four highest grossing movie of all time domestically, uh, you know, and, and of course you have Avengers, which I'm assuming will probably be the number one, but you never know because you got Deadpool 2 coming out. You got Incredibles 2, you know, so many years. What has it been like 16 years since the original? That's my highly anticipated movie. Hell, Ocean's 8 could, you know, kind of have a, a good run there as well. Uh, so a lot of excellent choices. Hell, The Rock jumping out of skyscrapers with one leg doing his best John McClane impression uh, could surprise some people. So, again, go check us out. Give us a like uh, on Facebook here at the Pop Culture Strong Style Media. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. We're going to pay some bills. Well, thank you, Elijah, if you want to stay on the line. Uh, be our hey, guest. I was going to say one thing. Yes. I was going to say one thing. Check out the Equalizer 2 trailer. It looks phenomenal. I haven't seen the first one. Is it that good? good. I mean, hell, it warranted a sequel. It's on the Voodoo, so... I think it's good. Is it HD? Uh, uh, we will find out after this commercial break. Ah! Oh. My people would consider this illegal, illegal, illegal. What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong 
trips to the post office stamps.com mail letters ship packages all the services of the post office right on your computer get a four-week trial including postage and a digital scale go to stamps.com today hey alex mello here host of the pop culturist on the strong sound media network inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. (laughs) I like that. Okay. What's your favorite Super Troopers joke? Um, well, I just can't tell you right now. All right, meow. And over your license and registration. Obviously, the meows are really good. Hurry up, meow. I think the meow game is pretty universal. All right, meow, where were we? I pray to God we, uh, we see a little uh, recurrence of that this evening. Are you saying meow? Am I saying Meow. The meow bit is the best distillation of what kind of things we say to each other to try to make each other laugh when we are in a hotel room, in a bar, in somebody's apartment. And we were here in L.A. trying to drum up business before Super Troopers was made, and we were crashing five of us in one room at the Travel Lodge in Pico, and you just sit around crammed into one room, getting all cagey and weird and, and drinking a lot and smoking a lot, and and just... You know, it was a classic sort of like a joke about nothing. A joke about like, what if, what if like some wizard turned your tongue into a cat's tongue? And the only discernible difference in your life would be that instead of saying now, you would say now. Now what is so damn funny? It was one of those things where like, this is funny tonight. I'm sure it won't be funny tomorrow. So let's laugh it up now. I could have pleased it. And I reached in my pocket like a week later and found a cocktail napkin that had now equals meow written on it. And I was like, remember guys when we like laughed for an hour about that? And we were like, what if that could be somehow in the movie? Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly, bimbly from tree to tree? We thought yeah, it'll probably get cut. But it was just one of those things. As soon as audiences saw it, it just for some reason was the like perfect absurdist version of what guys do to try to like make each other laugh. Meow. Whoops. Uh-oh. Messing up here. Pushing buttons. My bad. Elijah, did you want to just listen? Yeah, I'm going to listen. 
Okay. Alright. And I think we lost Alex. Well, welcome back to the Pop Culturist. <laughs> what you heard was a clip from Super Troopers 2, um, which came out Friday, April 20th. Um, and actually, I pushed the wrong button. So... <laughs> Technically, it was the origin, of course, of the the joke that everybody remembers from the the cult classic uh, back in 2001. Was it really that long ago? That long ago? Um, Which, you know, of course, thank God for blockbusters and and family videos back in the day. Uh, But but the Meow thing became a a big thing, you know. Uh, We'll we'll jump right into Super Troopers 2. Um, which I did see on, on 420, which uh, was, was great because it was a packed house. Um, and, you know, I thought this brought back the characters in a fantastic light, not only uh, with the way how the movie started, but a hell kind of throughout the film. Um, Kyle, what, what, what were your thoughts on, on the sequel uh, coming 17 years later, a great Indiegogo GoFundMe uh, successful project that, of course, got this uh, to get off the ground. Um, I thought it was good. Um, however, there was one thing that was weird to me. I mean, they did the meow thing, but I don't remember other too much, like from the last film that they brought over into this film, other than the, uh, extra scenario of, uh, Fred Savage and, um, (laughs) and, um, uh, I guess that their history, but other than that, you didn't see any, uh, any syrup. That was a great running old running gag. Yeah. That's true. I thought that was pretty good. Um I wish he got a dessert though. Dang. <laughs> Did you stay for the whole thing, by the way? Like I stayed credits? for uh right when they played the the um first after credit. But then when I when I stepped outside, because Marcus they have this cool thing where if you look um, outside the window, they'll say like how much is left, like time wise. Um, oh, okay. And so like it was only two minutes left, and so I didn't really think that there was anything after the credits other than what they showed with the cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is really, uh, really weird. I, I just happen to after every movie now, it's uh, it's kind of a habit where I just, you yeah. know, kind of go and look up aftercredits.com. And that one, it, it, it said that there was one after the after the credit credits. So I, I made sure to stay. Uh, it definitely was a good payoff to a uh, a joke, a uh, bet, if you will, gone awry and not in, uh, in Farva's favor. Uh, but, but, you know, Farva definitely uh, was was the, the asshole that we all know and love. Maybe not love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but essentially, oh my God, just, just so crazy. Um, it's, uh, what's crazy about him is he's kind of like an Eric Cartman brought to life, if you will. (laughs) Like he's, he's there, he's part of the group, but he's just also not like, you know, the, the bestest of, of people because he's just an asshat. Um, but, uh, but, but quite interesting nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I, I'd probably give it a, I I laughed more than I should have, uh, to the point where I think, uh, the person like a couple seats over, like was contagious from my laughter. 
Because um, there, there was a part where the uh, they had the night goggles, and so you you saw you saw him taking a leak after them ten liters of coke, and uh, <laughs> it's goofy stuff. I thought that that part was funny when they X-rayed him or uh, night vision him, I guess. Um, man, Kanye West. Um, I uh, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Um, on that movie, I thought it was good. Again, I, I didn't really see too much that repeated with the first film, so I felt like it was its own thing. Um, my only question is though, with with movies that are so spread out apart, like uh, Super Troopers and Dumb and Dumber and um, um, Boondock Saints, even. Um, I felt the Dumb and Dumber sequel was good, but with with movies being so spread apart, do you think it makes sequels that much better or do you, cause they had time to work on it? Um, or do you think things can, it's just, it just happened to be that way. Uh, I'm going to go, it's, it's probably going to uh, be that way, I suppose. Hmm. But, uh, one, one, yep. I was going to say, because like, I don't I don't think it's hard for actors to reprise certain roles, but I do feel like they can suck at it after a certain amount of time. Yeah, I mean and and as you saw, uh, you know, of course they they're kind of asked to leave the force due to an unfortunate ride along incident with uh Wonder Years uh star Fred Savage, um in, in a th- I, I think a hilarious bit that has a, a pretty good payoff. Um, but also, uh, they, they call back to a lot of stuff that's within the film. I love uh, how the movie started. I'm very happy you made it to the beginning, uh, but kind of that a whole bus ride, uh, a la Anchorman too, if you will, but I thought a, a pretty different opening than what you would expect. Uh, but, but pretty, pretty hilarious kind of in, in the long run, uh, watching it though, I, I felt, yes, it is a sequel that probably would have benefited to come out. You know, maybe a few years after the 2001 uh, release of the original, um, it did feel, you know, uh, the same characters, unfortunately, didn't age too well. But, you you know, guys like them, you know, the Farva, you know, you know, the the rookie, if you will. But uh, shout out to to the Canadian aspect in Super Troopers to Rob Lowe, Tyler Labine, uh, I, I thought, stealing the show. Uh, your Your boy. From that that show on Hulu, uh, but Tyler Labine playing Did the Mountie. That's uh, yes, yes. Uh, that that I, I thought was the perfect deadpan. Uh, the the performance almost matches Jesse Plemons in Game Night. Uh, the antagonist that you know maybe they are an antagonist. They're just uh, misunderstood. But I thought this was hilarious. I'm bummed uh, the reviews have been bad. I think it's like a 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. But I laughed, Kyle. I would say 98% of the yep. time there. I felt like I gave it a higher score because there's things in the movie that I saw that I was happy for, like Will Sassel. Um, um, I was really happy to see Stifler back on uh, on screen. Granted, Goon yeah, that's true, one and yeah. uh, Goon one and two came out, um, but um, seeing uh, Sean back on the uh, on the screen is is kind of a nice thing because. Um, I felt that he was almost done with Hollywood and not on his terms. And it kind of sucks to see people go down that route. 
Um, so to see him back on the screen again uh, was kind of nice. I'm hoping they can do the same for Monique. To be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah, I like Monique. Like, granted, like her attitude gets her in the way of shit, and like it's it's proving to this day because you know, like with all the with the way she's carrying herself, especially against Netflix, um, mm. it sucks. But I just kind of hope that she can. Um, get it together and, and, you know, make a comeback like, you know, Cat Williams and, and all the other people that yeah. were down and out but are finding their way back into the, an into the spotlight. That's the crazy thing. She won, like, she got blackballed, like, right after her Oscar because I think yes. she said something along the lines of uh, there not being enough African-Americans or, you know, it was just uh, uh, standing up for, yeah, equal, uh, equal, uh, I don't know, equality, I guess, racial equality, if that's the word I'm trying to say. I, mm-hmm. I'm stupid. But um, ever since then, she's been blackballed, and I felt like uh, – I know we're going off topic, but I felt like if she would have just took that stand-up, um, it probably would have been positive for her down the road instead of where she's at now, just digging herself in a deeper hole. Do you like some more or Monique, or Monique more? Monique, yeah, a lot more. Oh, I, <laughs> I like some more. more. But she should just stay in, in Def Comedy Jam. She's no Adele uh, Givens. Or uh, Comic View. Comic View was her thing. She just needs to stay there. Out of uh, five shovels to settle a bet, Kyle, what do you give Super Troopers to? And do you recommend oh. Weekend Money, $5 Tuesday, stream it or forget it? Hmm, I, Definitely not a forget it. Um, because I'm a cheapskate. What the ticket was like? What eight fifty? Um, I'm like, yep. good god, that's a lot of money. I could save three dollars and fifty cents on a Tuesday. Um, but that's <laughs> not to not knock it, I guess. To be like, it's probably Tuesday, Tuesday money, but it's still a good film. Um, I feel like it's something where you get a bunch of friends together and you guys put your money together, buy some tickets, buy some dollar menu foods, and you know, blaze up and watch dollar- the film. They got dollar menu foods at the theater? That'd be dope. No, but that's when you sneak some stuff in from Taco Bell or something. I'd say... <laughs> going that Bougetta route. Um, yep. I, I would say if you're a fan of the film, you're going to love this movie. Or the original, I yeah. should say. Or, or Broken Lizard. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of reviews, you know, saying they haven't aged well. They're, they do something different with each movie. You know, the whole thing of them being a comedy troupe. And I think it works really well. Yes, the jokes are sophomoreish, but that still works. National Lampoon's, all that shit was sophomoreish, for God's sakes. Hell, there's a joke in National Lampoon's Vacation that talks about a daughter making out with her dad. If that's not sophomoreish, hell, that's even worse. Uh, but it's still heralded as a classic. But if you like mm-hmm. this movie, I, I definitely give it a four and a half. I think opening weekend would have been the best time to see it. Uh, just because, you know, with all the, uh, the, the, the butts in the seats. Uh, but if you got, you know, a, a, a Tuesday afternoon or hell, even a Thursday afternoon, and, you know, you're going to be the only one there and you want to enjoy yourself and have a great theater experience, wink, wink, uh, definitely uh, the movie for you. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it tremendously. Uh, you know, I, this is definitely, you know, like The House, for example, last year. 19%, I want to say, on Rotten Tomatoes, the Will Ferrell, uh, Amy Poehler, Jason Manzoukas uh, movie. They're, they're not going to win Oscars, but those movies have me laughing from, from beginning to end. And to me, I think that's a win. 
um, especially when comedies can be saturated and, and the jokes are very poor. But I think those two, you know, if you're, if you're into that sort of uh, humor, that adult swim humor, uh, it, it totally works. And I think Super Troopers uh, definitely nails, uh, nails it there. So, uh, but did it break the box office? We will find out. Did we already play that sounder? Uh, no, but um, I will cue it up here. I didn't know if we did it. This is the moment <laughs> around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Yeah, baby. Welcome to the box office meetdown. Coming in at number five, Bloom House's uh, horror triumph, the Truth or Dare. Uh, I always like how I say truth just like that, but coming in with $7.9 million. $30 million, you know, kind of for the uh, the last couple of weeks uh, domestically. Uh, I think it's, you know, was made for under $5 million, three and a half to be exact. So uh, Bloom House uh, definitely killing it on all aspects with their uh, DIY movies, if you will. Uh, coming at a number four, uh, Super Troopers 2, uh, with a budget, I believe, about $13.5 million, where they got $4.6 million of that from the, uh, the, Go, the Indiegogo Fund Me uh, page there. Uh, so uh, already exceeded that with $14.7 million, which garnered a half of that on 420 alone. So definitely that was a, a good day to check it out. Um, and, and we know this will do big business, uh, streaming, digital, home video, what have home video. What the hell, Kyle? Uh, but uh, definitely a good choice uh, for all around. Hopefully we'll get some more original Broken Lizard content or just give us a weed fest already. Come on. Uh, coming in at number three, Amy Schumer's latest, I Feel Pretty, which I read a few different reviews, which, you know, maybe had me almost go check it out, Kyle. Uh, maybe uh, this will be a double feature uh, in the next couple of weeks or whatnot. Maybe my come down after Infinity War. Maybe I'll uh, check out I Feel Pretty. But uh, coming in at number uh, three, it's $16.2 million, uh, short of uh, the abysmal snatched uh, last year's uh, movie with Goldie Hawn, uh, but definitely uh, well underperformed almost half of what Trainwreck Rick did back in 2015. Unfortunately, though, uh, audiences were not uh, not smelling what The Rock was cooking, dropping very un-Dwayne Johnson-like, dropping from the top spot after one week, down to number two with $21 million, almost dropping about uh, 41% there from its opening weekend. Uh, but again, uh, domestically, $66.5 million, but again, it's all about that overseas money, Kyle. It's already garnered $283 million, already doubling its uh, budget there. Uh, number one, though, quietly sneaking back in the first place, John Krasinski getting big things done. Hell, his Jack Ryan adaptation, the 17th incarnation of that Tom Clancy character, uh, already given a second season on Amazon Prime uh, before it even debuted. And also breaking news, a sequel is in the works at Paramount because this is what you call uh, a, a money maker, Kyle, a sleeper hit, if you will, made for only about 17 to $20 million. Hell, it's a uh, third week in a row 
beat that with with twenty two million dollars, one hundred and thirty two mil domestically already in three weeks. Uh, definitely doing a a little Jumanji, if you will. Hopefully, I'll be able to check this out uh, sometime this weekend. All quiet. Uh, should be interesting, Kyle. Uh, still no interest in this though for you, right? Mm. Quiet place. Mm. I thought about. I would rather go see that over. I feel pretty, to be honest. Um, oh, I'm a fan sure. of horror films, for sure. and I did. I did like. Um, why am I drawing a blank on that movie that we saw? But they pretty much had to just stay quiet the entire time. Uh, stay quiet. Was that what it was? No, it won't stay quiet. No. No. <laughs> but, the one we saw last movie. year. It comes at night. Yeah. It comes at night. Was that what it was? Yeah. I must have saw that movie with Sharita and the one where they. Um, not necessarily break into the home, but or did they break into the home? But that oh, guy was blind. Next? The oh, guy was blind. Uh, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. That's what it is. I did like that one. Yeah, I did good. like the collection and the collector, which I think are two great films. Um, quiet collector. And a quiet place. I might go see it, but I feel pretty. I don't. I have no interest in that. Yeah, I mean that's that's like my my last go to movie. That's definitely a stream it for me or a dollar theater uh, venture, if you will. Um, did you check out Atlanta, by the way, sir? Uh, I saw um, season or uh, Woods, but then when I got to uh, episode seven, um, the the Drizzy Drake episode. Yeah, I finished that one, or I didn't finish that one. Um, it got to the point where she met his quote unquote grandpa and she was like, hold up, Drake's not here. Cause he's on Euro tour, but that's about, um, <laughs> as far as I seen it, which was like right at the end anyway, but I just didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to finish it out. So would you take a picture with a cardboard cutout of a celebrity just to say you were with a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about that. Um, no. And then she, like, she fell for it. That was the crazy thing. Like, hold up. Like, you mean to tell me that these were all just cutouts? How do you not know that? That's very true. That's very true. Um, Did you, you said you checked out Woods, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Let's, Um, uh, we're going to cut to a clip. Small clip, but Um, yeah, Kyle, sorry. uh, The FCC won't let me be, um, because I I tried three different sites, and they're like, no. You cannot have this clip. Um, so unfortunately, uh, I couldn't um, bring it to MP3. But I'm trying. I'm still trying. So hopefully we nope, can. Nope, we are good. But let's talk about it. The Woods, essentially, you know, a Paperboy uh, episode here uh, starts off, you know, him and Darius, you know, just kind of, you know, chilling. And then, you know, Darius, his ride comes. And, of course, it's uh, apparently Darius's arch nemesis, as he said, you know, I thought you were allergic to girlfriends, but, um, but, uh, you know, kind of, uh, what, what's his, uh, lady's name? Um, I believe it was Teresa in the show. And so essentially he goes, you know, she's, she's pretty much basically saying Ern isn't uh, managing him. Right. Doesn't get him free free swag, you know, doesn't get him, you know, upfront money. Uh, you know, we know Ern, you know, just kind of is looking out for him, you know, how he can survive. Uh, but, you know, Ooh. he essentially has to kind of look 
you know, with anything there. So, I mean, what's, what's nice is this is kind of a contemplation episode for Paperboy, for Alfred, uh, you know, but, but it also is, is a little deep, uh, a little deeper, if you will. Him and uh, old girl are, are getting a, a Manny Petty done. They're, they're getting pampered. And which I yeah. always used to think it wasn't for me until I got my first Manny Petty like 10 years ago. And after that, I'm like, who the hell thinks this stuff is stupid? This is the greatest thing in the world. Uh, you know, but of course, he has to keep it real. He can't be, you know, he can't take care of himself like that. Which eventually, you know, as he as the episode goes on, realizes maybe keeping it real, just like Dave Chappelle said, uh, could lead uh, to bad predicaments. Um, I felt, um, I felt him like coming from somebody, and again, I think that this is something that we struggle with because. Um, she was like, you need to post on Instagram more. You need to do this. And uh, for me as a person who's trying to brand myself as half pint, I don't do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's just not my forte. Um, although it should, because it's always on the back of my mind where I'm like, damn, I need to post more. I need to be more social. Otherwise, you're never going to be known and people are not going to hear about Um but that's also the struggle I face being kind of an introvert where I don't want big crowds. You know what I mean? And so not saying he's an introvert, but he's just the person who wanted to make music, but don't really want all this fame. Um, and you, you notice that all throughout the series where he's just like, I don't want to perform in front of these big wigs when he went to that corporate meeting um, to get sponsorship. And, and even now where he's like, you know, I just want to keep it real, meaning he just want to be himself. Um, And he feels like, and I do as well, um, posting pictures and, and statuses and things like that. Like it's only a glimpse of who I am, but it's not who I am. And so getting a glimpse of something is I don't know if it's necessarily fake, but um, it's, uh, again, it's just not all of you. And I feel like social media is just your best moments where people post, oh, I'm going out to the club. I got these new shoes, these new clothes. And so a lot of people seem to get the style that these this guy's rich, this guy's making money. And again, that's something that Paperboy also deals with is uh, people are saying that he has all this money um, and, uh, he kind of, he kind of don't, you know what I mean? Like he don't have no, the connections yeah. like that. And, and that's always the big misconception, you know, mm-hmm. that people think, you know, he's getting robbed by his drug dealer. He's just trying mm-hmm. to buy an ounce and he gets held up, um, you know, and, and especially Sierra uh, was, was his uh, Instagram uh, lady, if you will. Sierra. But, you know, she's trying to smarten him up and, you know, he, he's still, you know, on that, keeping that real, but, but the realness of it is, is, the people you're trying to keep it real with nine times out of 10, won't support you. You know, the, the, you know, they won't buy your record. They won't buy your merchandise. Maybe they won't see you on tour, you know, maybe do the circumstances that they can't, but it's something, you know, that you have to try to reach that mass audience a little bit more to, to, to where you have to go commercial or quote unquote sell out. But, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to sell out to, to a nice uh, regulated, you know, gated house in a way? Um, yeah, I would love to sell out and, and get, you know, away from the hood and everything else, which I'm pretty sure that's what people do. Um, by the way, Alex, I do have that clip whenever you're ready for it, um, which is the most, 
uh, again, this probably explains the misconception of Paperboy right here in this scene. Um, crazy um, and, and super powerful, but you want me to play it? Yes. Okay. Whoa! You Paperboy! What's up, man? Yo, this is so crazy. We've been listening to you from the start. Man, we love that new song, bro. I was your mama crazy. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. When I tell my brother about this, he gonna trip. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So what are you doing here? I'm just living, you man. You alone? You ain't got no car? But I ain't allowed to walk. Oh, you keeping it real. That's a sign. That's a sign. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, she... And from there, uh, <laughs> he proceeds to get a three-on-one battle. Uh, it's that was hard to watch. It was because that's the reality of it. Um, yeah, uh, I've been in that I, instance. It, it it brought me back to to a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I've been in that situation, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I for one have been uh, uh, held at gunpoint. Um, coming from the corner store at like 13. So like, I, I know what it's like to be robbed. Um, and, but that scene right there to where uh, you, he had to fight basically for his life. And, and while, while focusing on one thing, but still having like two other people on you and, and, you know, taking stuff from you. And but a gun you still involved. Are, yeah. And he's still focused on that gun. Like that's, that's the truth of it. Like, here, take everything I got, but I'm not trying to die. And so, um, uh, yeah, that's that was a that was a crazy scene, and I I fell for him. Yeah, when he knocks the other two guys, and then the gun's kind of in the street, and the guy, you know, kind of grabs, goes and grabs for the gun, and he's like, "Shit!" And he he books it because he's like, "Oh, that's now that's in play. Like this, this yeah. guy isn't gonna just grab my stuff and let, well, the other two ran." With his, uh, I believe, wallet, his chain and watch, uh, chain yep. and watch for sure. Um, but you know, the other guy, you know, having the gun, you know, that's a way to make a name for himself. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the one yeah. who got got Paperboy. You know, and and he's running in the woods. You know, as he's you know just pretty much like he said, fought for his life. And then this this image of a a, a guy, you know, kind of right behind him, an elderly. Uh, gentlemen, you know, it's kind of like a, a father figure, if you will. I mean, if, I don't know if you remember the episode kind of starting, um, you know, kind of like a, a, a hazy uh, flashback or, or imagery, if you will, you know, where he's kind of going in and out of, of consciousness and, and kind of imagining his mom where the bookend of this story is, is his dad, you know, so, you know, is it like, you know, keeping it real or, you know, is he trying to make his parents proud, you know, in mm-hmm. a way, you know, is, is it all, you know, for him, you know, so it brings a lot of, of that instance up and it's just like, you know, I, I try to tell, you know, a lot of people, you know, keeping it real isn't always, you know, the best thing. Cause then you're just stuck in a mundane situation, you know, yes, yeah, circumstances can, can, you know, hold you there, but, it is up to you as an individual to kind of crawl yourself out of that hole uh, and, and deem society a big middle finger and say, no, I am better than what you perceive me as. And Alfred, you know, essentially 
makes this gets out of the woods. You know, I thought it was going to be another uh, or a uh, deliverance scenario. Uh, I had no idea where they were going to go with this episode, Kyle, or how the fate of this character was going to end. Um, of course, he uh, gets to the uh, the sea store, meets up with Sierra, uh, and and he sees a fan uh, of Caucasian descent. And uh, you know, you you see it earlier on when when you hear the Paperboy single in the car while him and Sierra are starting the day. And, yep. you know, she's getting hyped, and he kind of throws a smile to the side. And you don't know if that's a sarcastic style or smile of, like, okay, I'm over it. You know, like you were kind of saying, you know, maybe he doesn't want all the fame, or maybe it is that that proud moment of, like, I made it. I'm on the yeah. radio. That's the mm. start, you know, to, you know, mm. then going to the, the fan, you know, and he's like, hey, you want a picture? Where he's always like, nah, I'm good on pictures. You know, I'm not good on that. That's not keeping it real. He was yeah. like, man, get this blood in my mouth, in, on my teeth. Get this shot for all you and your friends out there. You know, and, and that right there actually makes your fan base grow a little bit more because now you got a mystique. Now you got a story behind you, a la Curtis Jackson, 50 Cents. Mm. That is true. Um and I yeah I I kind of like the fact that it within itself was a growing moment for Paperboy and it show like, to me that's maturity um, yeah. realizing what it is um, if you want this lifestyle you kind of have to accept it and change it up a bit um, I took it as a as a lesson um, I know I won't go to the streets of Atlanta and just parade around like I don't even do that here in Minnesota where it's safe as hell. Um, but such a central character, you know, of course we have Darius, Alfred and Ern, you know, Van, of course, but Atlanta, you know, the, the outside of the radius of the city of Atlanta, such a central part of, of the last two seasons Mm -hmm. from strip clubs to the woods, you know, you know, kind of all in between. Yeah. And it shows everything in which that's, that's what it is. Um, I think they do a good job of that. I don't know if it's necessarily all Donald Glover, but whoever's in his ear telling him what it should be, they do a really good job on it. And um, I, I want to say that from the first episode all the way until, what is it, seven? You know, eight, eight episodes eight. in? Eight. Yep. Um, and so from first to eighth, it just grew, like it, it transformed and went into a whole another path. Like I expected him to go day by day. Um, and to be honest, I expected uh paper boy to granted they're showing his, his fame, but I thought they were going to focus more on that, but instead they're focusing more on just surviving on day by day situations yeah. and, and money. You know, like you said, he's not rich, you know, like everybody perceives, but money, again, mm-hmm. a central, you know, character where, you know, w- when any of these three get it, you know, it's how they spend it. If they save it, you know, earn in a few episodes from the uh, the two seasons, you know, when he has it, you know, he's just trying to say, what can I spend it on? What, how, what, how can I feel better about myself to, you know, the first season when he, him and Van go on that date? And the waiter is pretty much upselling everything. And he's like, dude, I got like $40 and you're going to make this like double. Like it's, it's so fascinating and, and real on how, you know, 
the struggle is for minorities, blacks, Hispanics, you know, Pacific Islanders, if you will, where, you know, in white shows, they don't really kind of showcase that. You know, you have, you know, shows like Frasier, Family Ties, you know, freaking Modern Family. They mm-hmm. they don't talk about the struggles of money, you know, what they have. They're just like, hey, we're all rich. You know, where Atlanta, it's, you know, episode in, episode out. You know, it's it's like, what can I do today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's honestly a black man's struggle. But for it to be mainstream like this um it's kind of a good thing and it tells you know a story of like what we go through as people um just within ourselves because this is all like you know you get you get one incident with the uh um i think that was even uh season one though when he slid the money underneath the table or underneath the door i think that was season one and you got that but I feel like a lot of these interactions, whether it's people getting robbed or duped or um, whatever, like it's all black to black interactions. Um, and so I think it even makes it more impactful because it's it's a untold like it's a story that's told, but not too many people are really familiar with what goes on in in urban communities. To be honest, you just get what you get in rap songs, which is uh, they got those what J. Cole's on the blind. <laughs> I mean, you get you get what what the the picture is painted through rap, I guess, and not necessarily, yeah. uh, um, you know, through uh, entertainment or you know pop culture, I guess, like uh, um, TV or movies. You get it, but it's either in a comedy or it's in a drama. Not so much um, the tone that Atlanta's putting on, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, well, well said. I mean. One of the most fascinating shows to come out of hell. It, it deserved all the awards it won after the first season. I'm sure we'll clean up uh, with the second. Hopefully more acting nods uh, for uh, for Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I want to say his name is, who plays Earn. Or sorry, Alfred, yeah. a.k.a. Paperboy. Uh, I love how this season, too, again, each character has gotten uh, their own episode, if not two. Ern's kind of played a background character. Uh, you know, you thought it would be kind of a resurgence, but we uh, do have two episodes remaining, so it should be interesting. Uh, Kyle, still best damn show on TV for sure. Next to Legion, which that is just batshit crazy. FX, uh, <laughs> they uh, not only know movies, they know uh, uh, scripted television and uh, uh, avant-garde directing, which I, I can't ask for, for a better network. Learn mm. HBO. Uh, we are, we're going to pay some bills. We're going to come back with some, uh, Kyle's a musical monster. We'll talk some Mika Mill. We'll talk, uh, what Kyle heard from Coachella second weekend. Uh, and also what he thoughts of the new J Cole. We'll be back in two and two. Missing out. Nope. Most people would get nope. rid of this. What is going on? <laughs> Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. 
This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh! Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. That was weird. This played, but... Anywho, uh, what you guys were going to hear was um, uh, VC, if that's how you say his name. Rest in peace. Uh, gentleman passed, I want to say, Thursday? If not Friday. Um, mostly known for uh, Wake Me Up featuring Owl Black um, Levels. Um, his album came out a little bit under a year ago. And uh, it is not known yet why he passed from what I'm seeing here. Um, but he only died at uh, 28. Um, trying to look it up here and see what was going on. But yeah, 28, which is really depressing, but it doesn't. Still doesn't say why. Yeah. No idea why. Um, it's not like... There's no criminal suspicion of the death, so... Um, we don't know if it was drug-related, or if it... I doubt it would be natural causes, because he's only 28. 
Um, but yeah, it sucks. Rest peace to him. Um, other news. J. Cole's album came out. Uh, K.O.D., which we talked about last week. Alex, did you get a chance to listen to it? Uh, I did listen to a uh, a few of the songs uh, on Friday uh, when I was at the gym. It was hyped. I like, uh, you know, it was the J. Cole album. I, I liked how mm-hmm. it came out. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the album. I'll probably be in my workout uh, come at 6 a.m. here in the morning. Oh. Um, I've probably listened to it about four or five times now. Um, a lot of people, again, like J. Cole's hit or miss with a lot of people, but for some reason, a lot of people wasn't really feeling it. And I feel like only a small, small amount of people liked, uh, KOD, which again, I thought it was a great album. Um, for what it's worth, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Okay. Um, what do you think is the best J. Cole album, or is it you know like kind of his essentials, if you will, is is good enough? Transcends kind of a best album, if you will. Or do you have a? That's favorite? a good question. Um, I I kind of have. I mean, it's kind of hard because it's mixtape stuff. I mean, yeah, pretty damn. Good. He has a lot of he has a lot of mixtape stuff, and he has a lot of singles um, that are not on. Albums for some reason, like his last one he came out with High Shout for out Hours. Black Friday. Yeah, that too. But uh, High for Hours didn't make um, KOD, um, so that was just a regular single that he made here and there. Um, I feel like I don't want to necessarily say Forest Hill Drive was was my favorite. I felt like I liked Born Center a little bit more. Um, yeah. Great choice. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's my my favorite J Cole album. Um, however, um, Friday Night Lights was also a good one that I listened to a lot as well. But that, again, that's mixtape J Cole. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Born Center Thinking was it? Albums, you know, or just because it's not as mainstream as as studio albums. I mean, can you throw? Mixtapes, you know, kind of, you know, when you when you talk best of for an artist. Can you throw in mixtapes? I feel like Yeah, do you think it's fair to, to kind of throw that in there? I do. Um all they say there when you do a mixtape and you do an album, you're two separate artists. Um Lil Wayne case in point. Um, but I feel like a lot of these artists they give the same material as they would in the album anyway. Like, for instance, Kendrick Lamar's Section 80, um, overly dedicated. Like those two were were mixtapes, but it felt like albums to me. Okay. And so, um, however, I feel you know what? No, I take that back. I take that back. I feel like they're albums. However, you can't. And if you take Kendrick Lamar, he's in the same boat as Lil Wayne because if you heard Section 80 and overly dedicated, they don't have a theme or a substance as like to pimp a butterfly or even uh good kid mass city um how they told a story through track you know one through whatever um and kendrick lamar's mixtapes or even j cole's they just have good tracks so to answer your question no i, I you can't you can't com- uh, combine mixtapes and albums okay fair 
fair enough. Mm. That, I mean, I had to talk to myself, but out loud to like think about it. Because <laughs> at first I was going to say yes, but I feel like if I'm listening to a full album, and I'll even take Lil Brother, for example, when they made a lot of mixtapes, like The Listening and um, Separate But Equal with DJ Drama and all of them, they were different from any albums that they were to make, which they didn't really make that many. Like, they get back and, like, a few other ones. But most of their stuff were mixtape stuff. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's a completely different uh, nature of things. Very nice. I, I'm partial to Wayne's mixtape. As as silly as they could be, I, I thought that's when he was, you know, quote-unquote, in his prime, if you will. But, of course. you know, he still releases them from time to time. Mm-hmm. He does. The Sorry for the Weights and the No Ceilings are the best two to listen to. Um, but to me, the best Lil Wayne album is maybe Carter 2 or Carter 3. I'm still in toss I'm partial to Carter 2. Yeah, me too. Um, although uh, uh, 500 Degrees was a really good Wayne album. Um, Wasn't he like, what, 16 when that when he made that? Yeah, like 16, 17. Because that's when the uh, Hot Boys was, was something popular. Yeah, Lil Wayne's been signed since like 14. Um, which so is why he's so good now. He'll be in the game for now. like 20 plus years by next year. Uh-huh. Yeah, if wow. he stops doing lean. And <laughs> he still seizures. does that? Even after yeah. the whole Rick Ross gimmick? Good guy. Yeah, he's still like having seizures and shit and like still doing oh, drugs. Shit. Like if he can get off of it, man, like I know they say he has like epilepsy, but that's from drugs. To be 100% honest, like, it's not, you, you never heard of it until, like, as of late. So, um, yeah, if he can get off that shit, I think he'll be great. Can't say the same for Eminem as much, but. Uh, not to go off topic here, but shout out to uh, to Sasha Banks. Uh, I don't know if you saw Kyle uh, on Monday Night Raw, but there's a uh, cringeworthy video out there right now where uh, Bailey went to go hug a fan because, you know, hug life. Uh, you know, it was a kid, but there was a guy, you know, trying to look like, you know, he was trying to get a hug too. And she just totally disisms like peace out, dude. Uh, so that's been kind of making the rounds the last day or so. Uh, and then Baylor responds, my bad, dude. I was caught up in the moment between me and that little girl. Next time Sasha Banks replies, Bailey hates her fans. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Is she... Is she heel now, or is she where? Are they transitioning? Sort of. I mean, the rumor is they're they're gonna do the uh, kind of the the double swerve, if you will, and kind of have Bailey turn. But but who knows? Uh, I I think, especially with the rumored European tour of uh, tag team tandem of her and Elias. But uh, I I don't know. Sasha hashtag uh, heel is where she needs to be. But this is a fun little feud that that's been brewing the last couple of months. Yes. Um, one question I do have since we're talking about wrestling kind of quickly. Uh, why did they do all that for Dolph Ziggler just to blend him into the background again? Because it's awesome. Because he's trying to build Drew McIntyre up. This is a nice Sean and, and Big Daddy Cool Diesel 1994-95 run, if you will, which will blend uh, to when Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler hashtag heal the original 
kind of parts ways, which will then catapult Drew McIntyre into that babyface move. Cut a killer promo this past Monday on Raw, uh, which uh, was a little uh, on the uh, on the good side there. So uh, when that does uh, eventually happen, he will have the fans behind him, especially if he cuts it uh, week in a week out like he did on Monday. And how do you feel about? the uh, balance of power with SmackDown just being completely stacked compared to Raw? Or do you feel like Raw has a chance to still compete? I think Raw has a chance to compete. Uh, It just depends on, I mean, SmackDown, after, you know, they they split the shows again uh, when they moved to Tuesdays and Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan took over, that was the best show the WWE was producing. Uh, for the mm-hmm. first six months, six to eight months. And then, you know, pretty much all of 2017 was just, just awful, uh, you know, from, from WrestleMania on and, until, you know, maybe this WrestleMania with the disappointment of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously a slow build to something bigger and better, hopefully. Uh, but but it's just been hard to watch. I, I went to a SmackDown Live last year in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, a, a great fun experience, but as a show, the wrestling, uh, you know, people crap on, on a Raw's five-minute matches, but, you know, sometimes they tell a little bit better of a story than SmackDown's uh, creative has been doing, but an array of talent. Hell, Kyle, we might get Cesaro battling Brian Danielson, uh, you know, uh, AJ Styles, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, it's it's going to be insane. Uh, Did the bar split I, I up? I hope they do well. Uh, no, they're on a raw, but you know how they always will have single matches, you know, when they do a tag team thing, uh, yeah. you know, so hopefully Cesaro and the bar can't be around forever, especially with Sheamus's neck injuries uh, over the years, apparently uh, has been pondering retirement uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but oh. uh, that's how you get Cesaro to the top. Uh, reaching for that ring uh, is by putting him with people that will make him look good. Speaking of that, Kyle, I just got my tickets for May 13th in Chicago. Uh, I will be going, uh, Kyle, to Ring of Honor War of the Worlds tour uh, on Mother's Day. So I had to make that call to my mom and be like, hey, I'm kind of out of here. I'll see you for a bit on Mother's Day. Is, Is it okay if I go check out this event? She was totally for it. Uh, because you know why? Los Ingobernables de Hopone. Yes, all five of them will be there, Kyle. Sonata, Evil, uh, Hiromu, Zakahashi, uh, of course, uh, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi, the one with the mask. Uh, the main event just announced, Kyle, battling Bullet Club. Uh, you have the American Nightmare, Cody, Marty Squirrel, Adam Page, and, of course, the Young Bucks, so in uh, in a few weeks, sir, Kyle, I will be close to LIJ and and you know the the best faction to uh, outsell a hot topic in in many many years or you know in the Bullet Club. Uh, hmm. I'm that's bonkers. I'm excited. I am happy for you. I am definitely thank happy you, for you. I you. hope uh, hope it works out. Um, it's been a while since I've been to a wrestling show. I guess Mint Parkway Theater was the last one. But yeah, yeah. before that was Manicato. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was October. Yeah. And then we got we Monday Night Raw is coming to Sioux Falls, July 2nd. We're going to, uh, as uh, the family, getting tickets for that. 
Uh, and then, of course, the all-in show in September. Uh, tickets have not gone on sale, so Kyle, if you got any coin, uh, you could definitely drive with Ryan and I, I'm sure. So, uh, But oh. all-in is going to be a crazy time. I uh, I um, look forward to uh, all-in show if I can go. I know tickets ain't going to – well, they may be expensive, but I know Ryan wants to get front row. So I'm definitely yeah. going to have to uh, – uh, uh, up the pricing on my um, prostitution fees and uh, <laughs> try so to a half pint a on uh, backpage.com. Yeah, you already know what it is. No. <laughs> that, that so now defunct backpage.com. I cried a little. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sex traffickers, you jerks. Um, yeah, all in, and then uh, I thought there was another event, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 totally stoked uh, going with uh, an old buddy of mine, so uh, definitely going to be fun out in Chicago. Uh, we talked KOD, uh, Philadelphia winning their first uh, first round uh, playoff series uh, since 2012, uh, getting the win in the series last night. Uh, Kevin Hart, of course, being lifted like a doll from Joel Embiid. Um, but also the other big news, Kyle, a, a uh, fellow Philadelphia native uh, got some, some happy news. Oh, what's that? What? what? What's the news? Meek Mill? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> he's out. <laughs> That's why I forgot about that. And um I was more uh I was getting ready to report um offset is uh going through his paternity test right now. Um Ooh, and we'll see. We'll see. Um not with Cardi B. Uh that was the whole issue that surrounded uh, a couple months ago. Um there's a chick who was pregnant, they claimed it was um offset's baby. And he's like, That baby ain't mine, so now they're gonna um um do a paternity test and see where it goes. And uh, Cardi B says that uh, if it is his kid and she's done, she's not going to stay. Um, so that's the big uh, mystery behind all really? that. Mm-hmm. So they've been together that long. I thought they just like just met and got engaged like sporadically. No, it's been like maybe a year. Uh, well, not, not, I guess that's not long, but it's, it's been longer than what people thought it was. Um, it's been about like maybe two, two and a half years, if not. Oh, you know, okay. Cause, so definitely cause while B, in the relationship, right? Yeah. Um, that's what they say. Um, which like, I don't know. Yeah. It happened during the relationship. So that's why the whole, the whole stink is about it. But I feel like if Cardi B was like, you know, old, he had that baby before me. Like it is what it is. I don't think it would be, you know, in the tabloids or headlines like it is now. So, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of Cardi B, I found out who I truly dislike uh, more than <laughs> almost anything. Her sister Hennessy. Are you familiar with her? God no. And whoa. No, Hennessy. She's apparently a blogger and a personality. She's on uh, one of my guilty pleasure watches, uh, uh, Road Rules, uh, Real World Challenge. It's like pros versus champs or whatever. They have uh, D-list athletes and celebrities like Booby Johnson and Brooke Hogan 
Um, and uh, apparently, Cardi B's sister, Hennessy, which she's just a, a younger version of Cardi B, just amped up, doing cartwheels, being loud as F. Uh, with an annoying ass laugh, and she laughs at her jokes every single time. Uh, one of my most annoying characters on TV. Uh, I cannot wait till uh, she gets kicked off. Hopefully, hopefully. Mm. Yep. Um, interesting. I didn't know that, and that's something new. But yeah, Cardi B's loud herself. I mean, she was on Coachella, like we said, pregnant and twerking. So, yeah, that's a. Uh... That's just the way it is. She says she likes stripping. Um, she endorses having sex with men for money, and I, I don't like Cardi B. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. It's just for me, she just sounds like Nicki Minaj 2.0. Like from from <laughs> her flow to her songs, it, it just it's too much of a Nicki Minaj carbon copy. But it's like worse. It's like when they try to clone it, but they forgot to add an ingredient, so it's like, oh crap. In her case, it's maturity. Because, like, bring back, that's, that's bring just back ratchet. Come on. Yes. Well, you get that in Rhapsody. There's still other female rappers out there who um, are way good than what you think. Like, Jean Grey, Rhapsody, Dessa, um, just to name, like, three. And um, there's plenty of others. But if you guys are sick of ratchet hip-hop. Ratchet uh, hip-hop. Yeah, listen to those three artists, especially Gene Gray's This Week, um, which is one of my favorite, favorite albums. I mean, it's about 13 years old now, but it's one of my favorite albums of hers. And Rhapsody just came out with a album under Rock Nation um, right before Jaden Smith came out with his. So they're kind of like the same time together. And her album was great. So. By the way, have you heard Jaden Smith's album, Spire? Or Sire, no, sorry, Sire. No. Is he, is uh, he whipping out- the hair back and forth? No, we actually cut his hair, and what's funny is um, he made a video for it, Icon, which is what I played earlier today, and that, yeah, that was Jaden Smith. Yeah, that was and, dope. Um, that was dope. And, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> and uh, there was a uh, music video that he done for it, and then Will Smith is doing one just like it, and it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, Jaden Smith's doing his thing. However, by the way, if you guys ever listen to Sire, um, it takes a really weird, trippy mind to understand it, but all in all, it's probably like a three and a half out of five. I know it's like a super, super old album already, but three and a half out of five it gets for me. Um, it's still good production-wise and lyrics-wise, but he just says things that are out of pocket that you're just like, why did you say that? But then again, if you read his Twitter, you would understand, as he says, if babies can talk, <laughs> they would be the most intelligent conversators in the world. And I forget what else he said, but I was just like, good God. <laughs> Kids nuts. Uh, what's great? Well, you know what else is nuts, Kyle? Ricky Rubio is going to get a team to the second round of the playoffs. It looks like uh, OKC is going to get knocked out of the first round. Yikes! Wow, really? That's like um, I think Cleveland just won their game too. They did. Um, yes. Yes. Yep. And so they're about you to knock. Know the two uh, wolf score? No. To this game? Oh, they already played. I thought they played. They're the- playing now. The third quarter okay. right now. And they're in Houston right now. I imagine they're down by 20 yeah. because that's just what it's been this entire week. They were leading, heading into halftime. They they were leading. Now they are down 10, 68-78 with three minutes and 38 seconds. Towns, yeah, though, not... with the layup, uh, only down now 70-78. to 78. 
And it's third quarter, but I still don't see it happening. Um, And they they go back home next game, too, if they were to win. But, like, the last game they lost, it was, like, 119 to 100. And they were – first half, they were only down by one point. And then the third quarter – my, I wish I had that uh, JB Smooth quip on the uh, on the Larry David show, and he talks about the Snicker wrappers getting on a booty hole, leaving Snicker wrappers open and and newspapers and all that. Tag it, James Harden was here. Like that's exactly what they did to the Timberwolves because it was a thirty point lead, a thirty one point lead at the end of third quarter, and it was just like how you guys were contending to where it grew to a 31-point lead in the third quarter, and then they tried catching up fourth quarter, and it was just not happening. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Um, but uh, James Harden is doing crazy things out there. Um, I just – I don't – I feel like, to be honest, Timberwolves are good, but they're a young team and definitely not a playoff team yet. And so I felt like – they shouldn't no, even got Wiggins has one. been playing for three years, right? He's yeah, not, but not in the playoffs. Young anymore. True, He's not, true. But, you know, they're a young playoff team, um, and there's most like everybody on the roster besides the Timber uh, the Timber Bulls, um, and, and huh. they they have uh, playoff experience, and a lot of people don't like a lot of their original Timberwolf core, like Towns, Wiggins, um, um. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on everybody else, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like they haven't made the playoffs, and so I just feel like they shouldn't have got one. I feel like they shouldn't have got swept and then just took it as a learning experience. They should have but, had game one. I thought they had that shit in the bag. I'm still – But that too. I agree. I agree. Um, but, I agree with that. But like you said, inexperience is, is a big thing, not only – from the players, but Tom Thibodeau, you know, he's, he's been there a few times as assistant, but uh, as the head coach, uh, you know, he had that, that Eastern Conference final uh, with D. Rose there, but that's that's about it. And Derrick Rose has been playing great in the playoffs, too, yeah. which is blows my mind. Do you if think that was that? Hmm. No, no, no. Sorry. Continue. Oh, no. I was saying, like, he had the Grant Hill syndrome where Grant Hill, like, sat out, like, three-fourths of his career – and then when he finally got time to like hoop, he was already like <laughs> late thirties, oh. early forties. It's like damn, them knees. But that's what Derrick Rose's been doing. He's just been saving his good his knees for a moment like this. Since uh, seats three through eight uh, on the in the Western Conference were pretty much uh, decided by by two games, I believe uh, Timberwolves could have gone either way. Do you think they could have beaten the – well, they probably wouldn't have faced the Spurs. Uh, but do you th- – well, maybe. No. Do you think they could have beaten the Jazz in the first round? The Jazz? Yes. I think they could have beaten the Jazz. But the Thunder. That's tough, though. Oh, the Thunder? You think Thunder could beat Jazz? Um, no, they do should. you think the Timberwolves could have beaten the Thunder? Oh, the honestly – it's crazy because Jazz isn't even all that great of a team. Like, they got Rubio. I mean, they got a big three, which is fine. Well, wait, they got that rookie who's on well, there now, they got now, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, that guy has been playing his ass off. So, never mind. I take that back. But I feel like I feel like Timberwolves should have had a better advantage than the Jazz, and I feel like OKC should have a better advantage than the Jazz. But for some reason, they're just making this game way too close than what it should be. Same with Houston. I feel like this series should have been done and over with. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because, you know, they're talking for Rookie of the Year, you know, Donovan Mitchell uh, for the Jazz, along with uh, Ben Simmons, you know, possibly doing a co-Rookie uh, of the Year a la Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. Thoughts on that? Do you think they, they should do that again? I think that'd be cool. Um, I do like co-MVPs. I believe who shared it. Was it Kobe and Kevin? No, my bad. No. Who did? Didn't, didn't Kobe share it was MVP Grant Hill with somebody? And Jason Kidd. No, MVP like in, like a regular season MVP. Didn't they share? Oh, one? did they? Um, let me check here. But I don't uh, know why I said yeah, Kevin that's... and Kobe. Good God, <laughs> that was my fault. I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, uh, my point is like it's cool to see. Two athletes get recognized for it. Yeah, like maybe one should have a better vote based on the fact that um, we'll know they're both in the playoffs too. Goodness. Um, yeah, I would like to see both of them have it, to be honest. Or just give it yeah, to Mitchell because uh, Simmons was redshirted. Do you think Golden State uh, still has what it takes? Even uh, depending on when Steph Curry comes back uh, to to beat the Heat or not the Heat the Rockets, or uh, or or is it James Harden's time finally and and kind of gets over the hump and wins an NBA title? Nah, I say I say uh, Golden State takes it in six if they if them two were to play. Hmm. I just feel like their team's way too deep for Houston. Like granted, like Paul and Harden has has definitely proved me wrong because um, I thought it didn't it wouldn't have worked. So they definitely proved me wrong, especially with Capella. Hey, Sean Livingston ain't no joke. Yeah, he's good, but, like, that just proves that Golden State has just that depth that that Houston don't have, I think. I think their team is just way too deeper. And um, they're even proving it now with Curry being out. I think what Golden State is up in their series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, They they finished it out last night. Yeah. So, so like, even without Curry – and granted, that's like the heart of the team. They're still getting the job done. So with him just coming back, like that's that's trouble. Yeah, and uh, and I stand corrected. Now Oklahoma City uh, started the fourth quarter here, uh, taking the lead over the Utah Jazz, eighty to seventy-eight. So definitely have a fighting chance, but uh, still down in the series uh, if they mm-hmm. pick up the win, three games to two. Uh, how big of a fail is Oklahoma City? Uh, and obviously, lack of depth uh, has hurt them. Do you think Carmelo would have been a better option coming off the bench in this stage in his career? No. Because who, who would who would be your three? Uh, George Teague. Exactly. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony gets the starting position and stays it. Um, I just think he's way too damn lazy. Way too lazy. And it, it irritates me because... He tried at the beginning of the season. He yeah. Mm, kind of. I mean, like, he's... Just that ego. Yeah, maybe. Or I don't know what it could be. Like, your team's winning, so what's your problem? Like, or maybe he just knows that this is it. Like, I got one good run at this, and then I got to go to another team. Or re-sign with, with uh, OKC and, and not produce again. Do you blow it up? Do you blow the team up after this year? Paul well, George Paul George is already leaving. Yeah, he's already leaving. So, like, you, what can you do? I mean, yeah. you could probably keep Melo and rebuild, but then again, like, maybe trade. Do you think Westbrook wished he, uh, he, he's, he got out? 
No. I think he likes having his own team. Um, he's kind of, a, from what I hear, an egomaniac himself. So, like, it's weird to have two two egos. I mean, his clothing, his attire, I guess, wouldn't pinpoint to that, right? Well, yeah, because, I mean, you've, <laughs> we've had that since uh, since they had Harden on OKC. Dress, so. I remember he wore glasses without the frames. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing ever. And that was his fashion thing. Bow ties and glasses without frames. That's what, what I do. Do you? Copied me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to wear that Both to this next interview. I <laughs> might have I might have I an interview you with... I get a call back from 70% of the jobs you go to. <laughs> I'm going to do it for Wahlburgers. They're looking to what? hire me. I don't know why. You're going to meet Marky Mark and the funky I hope so. kids on the block. That'd be dope. By the way, in Comic-Con, he has a movie coming out, too, with him being a FBI operative, from what I understand. Yeah, so like, like 22 a... Mile. Or something like it's that. It's like another Jason Bourne I, type film, from what I heard. Yeah. Mm. Mile 22? I thought it was like a weird uh, uh, kind of like alternate universe eight mile spinoff, but no. Okay. Yeah, like you said, about a cop. About yeah. to murder some people. Ronda Rousey's mm-hmm. in that movie. Holy shit. The dude from The Raid, oh, I'm all in. Him, uh, Maggie from The Walking Dead, Malkovich, John Malkovich, holy shit. Uh, before I judge, I need to see this movie. Hey, you, <laughs> and, and it's a Peter Berg movie. You know, there's going to be a lot of murder, a lot of death, a lot of uh, cocaine, and a lot of explosions, and a lot of Marky Mark uh, close-ups. Uh, but maybe you can pick this since it will be uh, in the summer Blockbuster movie range uh, as it opens August third. Uh, please give uh, pop culturists and and strong style media like on Facebook just by searching them. Also, we'll have posts kind of throughout now uh, until Sunday morning, nine a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you know, before you can cast in your votes, give your top ten. Uh, rank what you think will be the big money makers for Hollywood uh, this summer season. Of course, starting with the big release of Avengers: Infinity War, uh, which again comes out. Well, I got my ticket for tomorrow night. Uh, I, I'm so geeked for this. Uh, it's been hard to not be on the internet the last three days. That's for sure. Uh, but of course, we'll go until the end of August. Uh, but also, when you give your top ten, uh, your movies in order. Put how much money you think they'll make domestically. So how much money they'll make in America uh, from their theatrical run. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to go by the prices Right rules, you know, a la, you know, for any tiebreakers uh, in the point system, which, again, is uh, going to be in the post there. Um, and, uh, we're, you know, it's going to be a fun time. You go on a $50 uh, cinema ticket uh, to any theater chain of your choice from the pop cultures and strong style media. Kyle, thank you so much, sir. Plug away. Um, so tomorrow, Soda Sound Radio will be on at uh, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, just playing music and uh, talking to shit. I believe uh, my homie um, Will Flowers from the Chill Zone will be uh, co-hosting just as a uh, guest co-host. Um, we'll be talking a little bit more about J. Cole, um, his opinion, my opinion. Um, we'll be taking calls. Um, open up the line, tell you guys, or tell us what you think. Um, also, I believe, probably not Friday, although we wanted to do it, uh, God of War 4 is being given away. Um, go ahead and like the Strong Style Media page, the uh, Geek Typical page, 
um, and watch Corbin as he's streaming under Blue Frag. Um, it will be cross-posted with uh, Strong Style Media and uh, and Geek Typical as well. But uh, his streaming his uh, streaming site Blue Frag. Um, he'll be doing God of War, and then we'll be giving the game away for PS4 as well. Um, so check the Facebook for that. Um, Soda Sound Radio. Uh, if you got if you're a, uh, a hip hop or R&B artist in the uh, uh, state of Minnesota, and you want your music heard, uh, send an email to the show. Soda Sound at StrongStyleMedia.com, and that is it. Get it. Uh... <laughs> My apologies to Demtris. Uh, check me out as well Monday nights here at blogtalkradio.com backslash, I think, uh, Strong Style Media. Uh, <laughs> WrestleCast Radio, give uh, give our take on the uh, WWE Universe. Also, we go outside the universe with New Japan, Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, All Japan, whatever we feel like watching. But uh, awesome, fun time. Give our analysis uh, on all the upcoming uh, matches and uh, New Japan is just the best thing. The bees knees again. I get to see Lij Kyle battle the Bullet Club uh, just in a few weeks here. So for a half pint, the half Titan himself, Kyle Adams. Thank you so much as always. It is I, the Mad Hatter, Alex to the Mellow. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, Avengers. Peace. O to the double R-O, he's a dude in a mask in the barrio, with his horse and his mask and his big old sword, so cut your butt from a 52 Ford.